Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 176. It's late on a Friday night, December 1st. We got some snow today. Looked like winter a little bit. We don't have our stuff yet up yet. We do not. This is the latest. We haven't had our decorations this up yet. This is acceptable. Yeah, that's just... We've been busy on weekends. You're either working or your brother has basketball. The four of us haven't been together too much, so we haven't done it yet. It's usually done by Grey Cup weekend. Not because I watch the Grey Cup at all or CFL football at all, but... It's just, just like a reminder It's point. just a good time of year. It's usually like late November, yeah. which is when we do it. But... Uh, we're back down here to talk about wrestling, not so much about our lack of decorations right now. We watched Survivor Series and um, we did not finished it. We did not race down here to record anything, so that's no. a little bit of a tell. No. Um full gear this is not. And it just probably wasn't terrible either because if it's really good or really bad, we might come down and talk about it. So that might be a bit of a spoiler, but we'll review it quickly. It wasn't the worst thing they've done this year, I guess. And then we'll get into some AEW Dynamite, some trivia for Jack. I think we'll go back to some audio. We'll get you uh, a little more in your wheelhouse maybe this week. We'll see. A little bit. Uh, talk some NXT. Impact gave me another IPWF. break. IPWF. Because we were just saying that it's like they've definitely hit the pause button before the rebrand. Because you. I saw... mean, now it's like, what, three or four more shows until 2024, which was, which at that point they're TNA. So. Right. And so this week it was, what is it? I, I... IPWF. So it's like are they gonna have to change that too? Is the IPWF gonna rebrand? It's like a parody. It's like um, for anyone who remembers WWE doing their Southpaw regional wrestling, it's basically their version of that. Yeah, it's just it's like exactly that. their version of that. So it's okay. like they're a parody of an old like territory Correct. promotion, basically. Um, so it looks low budget and whatever, which we said it kind of just makes it, it look honestly like just NWA. looks like championship wrestling from Hollywood. It does or NWA, yeah, which is not a compliment in this day and age. No, it's not. But uh, so we ended up watching almost half of it just because i watched some of it yeah i think you while we were doing stuff but it was it's not cool so i won't be reviewing that so i get a break from that but um i don't know what else was what oh you did not come with me i went to the local we always talk about it a little bit i went to the local indie show by myself i'm so cool and i told your mother why don't you get any your adult people uh they it was too short notice okay your brother was gonna go and then last minute he didn't feel like going so i just i i I texted the group chat with all the dads and they wanted to go, but we're all somewhere out of town and others had COVID. One just sent back a picture of getting uh, around a little again. It seems to be a little bit. So he was out because of that reason. But um, I'm not trying to rub it in, but I think it was the best GCW show that I've been to. Um, Not that GCW again. Great. It's great Canadian wrestling. Just a small little place up here that we always go to. And it's cool. They do. It's always for charity. It's always for a food bank. Right. So you can make a profit. You can bring food. That, that, the ticket sales, the they bank. take the money. But then they do like... Oh, right, the raffles and crap. Yeah, they yeah. do raffles and 50-50s okay. where the I'm, money... I'm dumb, I got it. I know. But, um, so that's really cool. But the crowd was like... I've been to a show in that venue, what, three times, GCW? And the crowd was crazy this time. Like, it's probably only about 120 people, but it was loud, man. And there was like... We always people watch, so there was a group of grown men. I love crowd watching, yeah. Group of grown men in luchador masks the whole night, even like while they're drinking and whatnot. So they were pretty funny. Um, some of the crowd, chant, not chanting, but the comments from the crowd were quite entertaining. So a very good show. Like I told you, the opening match was a banger by not by any standards, but by a small indie show, really, really good. Um, and then the double. Uh, what was it? Bull rope match. Remember, we saw the setup for that. 
it was okay. They did some blood, which the promoter or the booker or whatever he is, the uh, was kind of standing beside me and he was like, oh, I didn't know they were going to bleed. Like, I don't think he was thrilled that they were bleeding, but, and my least favorite dude was the most over with the crowd <laughs> telling you, once again, I have my finger yeah, but on when, the pulse. When's that not the case with us? Of wrestling. That is true. So I don't know. It was a really good show. Um, Left it. They loved that venue so much in the crowd that they're coming back more times next year i think they're coming four times they said so that's something fun for us to do good but anyways we got absolutely pummeled with snow on tuesday right oh yeah only i was i think yeah i walked home and oh, i got blasted we were on a pretty large lake here so i assume it was lake effect because yeah, nobody we live around in Canada us, where mother nature screws us over no but nobody around us had anything like people that live 20 minutes away were like it was sunny and fine yeah i don't know what was it i think it was wednesday when i was working with um a billion because he works in toronto too so then he was, he said it was like perfectly fine then yeah. he comes in a, he comes on a woodbine and then it's just like crazy yeah so we shoveled four tuesday times. wednesday it was pretty nuts yeah i shoveled four times well i shoveled three your mother shoveled one and the first time i shoveled it was snowing. i shoveled none the first time i sho- it was snowing so hard in the morning that i shoveled the driveway and by the time i finished the second half i went back and did the first half again so that was pretty crazy. But a lot of it's gone already, right? So Yeah, now it's kind of, it's definitely mellowed out. But anyways, that was our excitement for the week. The weather was The weather, exciting. that's where weather Otherwise, it was now. a pretty standard week for me, yeah. I think. But a uh, few more weeks until you get a couple weeks of holidays. So that's always nice. I don't know, man. Anything else you wanted to discuss before we get into this? I don't think so. All right, so let's do it. We'll get into the first wrestling-related topic. And that will be looking at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. How's that giant lemonade coming over there? Pretty good. Almost done. Doing well. We're getting late night fast food restaurant because they don't deserve free advertising from us. They could mm-hmm. pay us, right? Big mm-hmm. money like every other advertiser we don't have. All we have zero. You're welcome. Other ones. Um, Sorry, but we are talking news and stuff. So the first thing is ratings. And NXT this week, 659,000 viewers up 6%. Earned a 0.18 in the demographic. Down 5.3%. Head-to-head with NBA basketball as well as college basketball, as tends to happen this time of year. So slightly down, nothing crazy. Dynamite, slightly up, nothing crazy. 858,000 viewers, up 1.5%. 0.29 in the key demographic, significant 11.5%. Best ratings since the start of the NBA season, which was like late October, I guess. But anyways, mm-hmm. what do you have? I have, a I don't know, three or four things of varying importance. Well, obviously, there's the the big thing this week that surprised everyone was, which was QT Marshall resigning from <laughs> nice. AEW. That is easily the biggest surprise Jaw in the wrestling news. world this week. Yeah. Nothing else of note. No, beyond that, that was it this week. That is the lead for sure. Yeah, I think it was because like the direction the company was heading, and I saw him also say like they're kind of going the New Japan route. Yeah, like more matches rather than storylines. I I also saw that that's not related, but seems like it. Which and he has, I'm sure, so it's many kind of fair. so many options of where he can go as one of the great wrestlers in I mean, the world. Yeah, he also did whatever backstage, though. I think that's more he what did. it is. So. And we're being sarcastic. We're not fans of QT Marshall. I don't, I don't care. Um, what do I have? I, I think this is great news because I became a huge fan of her, and I think you did too, is Serena Deeb is cleared to return. With is kind of like silent about where she was and what was going on. Eh? So have you heard? Because I know yeah, it, I now know. Me. Oh, I did mention it to you. So due to unprovoked seizures, so she hasn't wrestled since October of 2022, 
Um, and they, the, the seizures apparently began in October, and now her neurologist has cleared her return. Um, hopes to be back in ring soon, which is great news because she's fantastic she in the ring. She got with some Serena Deeb. Um, her character work was a lot better than I thought, too. Like, remember Heal? Her yeah, Heal's Serena Deeb's really cool. fun. Yeah. So uh, I welcome her back, and I hope that they give her some attention because she's awesome. Yeah, I really enjoy Serena Deeb. Me too. Um, the real big news was coming from Survivor Series, which... Honestly, like, regardless of how I feel, genuinely one of the most surprising things I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, was CM Punk actually returning to WWE. I was like, I got spoiled when we were watching it. Just like genuinely, I was just in shock for like, a I couple was minutes there. Very surprised as well. Like, so. I, I regard again, regardless of how I feel, I would genuinely like we've been we were talking about it the whole time. I thought it was for sure like it's not no happening and that's why we even i was speculating that's why they gave away that yeah it was and that was Orton. totally sound logic because like to prevent the people from going oh punks should... but then now it almost seems like a really smart decision because that's what they would want you to think and they sort of dumped all over orton's returns a little you. bit right um, which i don't care i don't know i don't Randy really Orton care fan. but like so Punk is I, back in WWE. It's crazy. I'm sure you're all it's aware. It's crazy, yeah. Um, he's also using a for re- now. He's using a re- he's using a remaster of Cult of Personality. I listened to it. It's not like the original sounds way better. Um, but I so I've, I've heard his contract has like a behavioral clause or whatever. I'm not sure if as that's it confirmed, should, but as it should, because yeah. as soon as he's not the face of whatever yeah. story he people wants. already upset about it. Rollins. It's undetermined whether it's a uh, work it's a, or it's a, a shoot. Work. I think it's a uh, McIntyre seems more like a shoot. Um, Owens is definitely a shoot. Yeah. Um, which that's just getting really like nerdy, but yeah, it's already ruffling some feathers. Um, and it's really weird because now they're posting like full matches CM Punk and like mm-hmm. photos of him on it. Like, and if you it's just crazy go back to the things he said about this company and oh, about I think Triple H specifically funny. as well at some point, like. Well, I've already seen the one guy I follow um, post that he posts like uh, there was the one clip that I showed you where um he was mocking him just like you can go see the grass isn't always greener and he mocks like the WrestleMania yeah and now he's there or um it was something else like I think something from his his debut pro in AW like that this place the WWE made him sick or something right, like that and exactly. now he's he's called on Raw he called it home yeah um it's really I love it because it's just like. It's all it's so contradictory now. It's like he says what he needs to say, obviously. But, he's not but stupid. Still, We've just, talked about it's, it. It's really funny. Um and honestly, it's just one of the craziest things happening. I guess it's it's he is a draw, insane. which we don't want him to be, but he is, so it is a big signing Sometimes, because collision definitely didn't. But I I don't know. It's just it's really crazy because it's one of those I guess never say never kind of things. Because genuinely, it's just I never thought it would happen. Rumors about him like there's been it's been on off for like at least since I can remember 2018 mm-hmm. that he would come back and it's just it was always like it would fizzle out and nothing ever happened. I would have been interested to see the reaction if it weren't in Chicago because obviously it was a crazy I heard the reactions react. from uh, Raw, which was in Chicago, were definitely quieter for sure. But it paled in comparison. Remember the feeling of when he showed up at AEW, the Rampage. That we're was... not Punk fans, but it was like that was. Was a that moment. was a moment I'll, I would definitely prefer because that was before um we knew what was to come. Right. Um, and I was saying to you like in hindsight now, um, all out twenty twenty two or brawl out if you want to call it that has to be like one of the most pivotal moments in mm-hmm. pro wrestling because if that doesn't happen, if that specifically the media scrum, if that does not happen, or if Punk doesn't go on off that rant, the brawl out incident doesn't happen, the suspensions don't happen, his yep. collision comeback doesn't happen, all in 2023 doesn't happen, then this doesn't happen. It's 
honestly, or even if maybe Rampage too, you can argue his debut is now even bigger because that really set off the chain of events. But it's it's insane, and there's potential for Punk versus Austin. Yes, which that's stupid. WrestleMania that's ri- feels like. ridiculous. Hey, I, that would keep him away from Rollins' title, so I will take that. I think but, that might happen first. Yeah, maybe. I'm afraid, but. Um, it's funny you say Punk that. versus Austin for the world title. Because one of my related stories was that I think it was Meltzer saying that Punk reportedly was looking to return to WWE for quite a while, even before he was done with AEW. Apparently, when well, he yeah, had... Yeah, was not part of the... There was speculation that um between... When he had that altercation re- with Perry, apparently, that's where it started. He was already, like, foot out the door well, kind of Well, and thing. remember there was... Once he got fired, um, it came out that he was... I think at the end of last year, he was talking about or whatever when he was um on the outs like before his yeah. return um and after brawl out so yeah but so he can go poison kind of that company from yeah no I, it's fine it's better than aw angry that he's back in the limelight but and um he can poison them it's better than the aw he's AEW. capable of good promos and stuff till still not the, not the raw one from what i hear though his matches are not Mid. what they used to be um no. But in WWE, he'll that be much more much. right, yeah, and I'm probably... not being not being rude, but that's no. just how it is. I've seen po- posts of people like they'll post like it's some video of someone being like sad or freaking out, and it's like AW fans when Punk returns. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I know I... I'm not the majority, but I could not care less. And I guarantee, if you're a Punk fan, you're not gonna care if he's an AW or not. Or I guess sorry if it's an AW fan, but. Honestly, if you're an AEW fan, you should be happy about it because he's not poisoning that company anymore. And yep. in WWE, they'll hopefully keep him on a leash. Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting to follow, obviously, in the coming months and whatever It'll to see fun, how he yeah. fits in. And Because as soon as there's, I mean, history tells us as soon as there's something go wrong, he will overreact. He will blame hold a grudge else. forever. Yes. He'll uh, start banning people from Raw and they're going to have to move <laughs> to SmackDown. Right. Something right. like that. And also Triple H in charge, like... Triple H says they both change and it's a different company and blah blah blah. And no, you can say that, but Punk's um, the pettiest man in the world. I will. Well, I'd like that that to be shown to me. I yeah. wouldn't like because I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of history there, so yep. We'll see. Yep. Um, Brian Danielson, I guess, is sort of related too. I guess I saw this. He debunks being the head of the disciplinary oh, committee that. that terminated CM Punk. I, I just saw that he was. He confirms he's on the committee, but he wasn't like the spearheading one. And then Yeah, he... and then I saw people trying to say that that was like their scapegoat or something, yeah. which I don't, I don't know. And then he went on to say like he likes Punk and wishes him, because Daniel Bryan's classy, right? Or yeah, Brian but Dan. he's like, and he's like Tony Khan's voice of reason though, because clearly yes. he that's doing what's best for the company. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like even if he does like Punk, which I would hope he doesn't, but whatever. Um, clearly he's doing what's best him and mox yes are definitely like logical yeah. thinkers there yeah i heard who was i listening talking to oh they think that punk is like are they saying he's going to wwe to help other people or no that he was doing in aew his goal was to be there and help other people and help the younger talent okay and then in wwe he's he's more settled into like I'm a star, come get me when my match is ready kind of thing, which would suit him better, I think. So yeah. he, it may go better. He there. did say he was there for the money, which at least he's being honest. Right. Like Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did I have for news? Um, Is it my turn or yours? Actually, I, I don't, don't know. know. I think it's me. Go ahead. Um, Sonny's been sentenced to 17 years in prison <laughs> for charges of DUI and manslaughter. Yep. Uh, Tammy Lynn Sinch. Yep. Sitch, sorry. Sitch. Um, yeah. She's gone. Sentenced in Florida on Monday. Um, yeah, she's got like what is it? Yeah, so it's around like think seventeen years. Um, she's a menace yeah. to society, and I don't think I'm joking when I say that, right? No. She needs to be 
saved from herself and protected society protected from her based on her long rap sheet. Mm-hmm. She pleaded no contest. Um, I'm not yes. sure what's going, but hopefully she's actually there for a while because gets whatever help she needs crazy, and yeah. comes out in 18 years. What 18, 17? What'd you say? 17. Eight, 17 years. A better person. Um, hopefully she looks better too. <laughs> she looks completely different. Oh, it's, it's crazy. interesting. Uh, so your boy, Ric Flair, got in some trouble. So yeah. Just kidding, not your boy. Neither of our boy. We're not fans, and this is why. The quote was something like, quote... Um, I'll try to find it again. He invited all the women in the audience from ages 18 to 28. No boyfriends, no husbands. 18 to 28, was it, or 18 to 20? 18 to 28. 18 to 28 to his hotel room, no husbands, no boyfriends. So he is 70-what? 70-something, man. I'll double check. So creepy people going to be creepy, I guess. But he has kind of doubled down and is now, like, tired of all the negativity. Well, yeah, but then he said he'll he'll walk. He's 74. He'll walk away if he's embarrassing them. Well, guess what? If you're, like, you can call it negativity. I can call it people having a problem with a 74-year-old man implying he wants to engage in sexual activity with an 18-year-old woman. That's all. Even a 28 one. Like, that's not... Let's not just go on the younger end of the spectrum. The older end of the spectrum is still just insane. Um, several... Oh, I'm, so I found a related thing just when I cl- typed Ric Flair. Uh, several legends have shown support for Flair. Uh, Steve Austin said, Rick, I enjoy watching you do all the things you do, and you're always having fun. Keep doing you, and that's the bottom line. Jericho, don't listen to the online a-holes, champ. You're effing Ric Flair. Do what you want. F him. Kevin Nash, besides the fact that you've that besides the fact that you've earned the right, you wouldn't be there if it wasn't drawing fans. Um, oh, my computer shut off. I, I guess that. my computer didn't want me to read anymore. <laughs> the computer has canceled Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So Austin Nash, Jericho, defending Flair. I guess, sure, makes sense. I mean, maybe they want some of the action. Maybe that's just it. I mean, this is the first thing he's done in this like. In this vein, he's never been any sort of creep ever before, right? Yeah, so there wasn't anything about Dark Side of the Ring. There nothing was, there about. There's like nothing that. about a long history of him being. No, there was. There wasn't anything on a plane. There was no, nothing with a plane. Right. Don't look in the plane. So I mean, this is we don't want or need Ric Flair. I don't think he should be getting oxygen at this point and put on the air. But I mean, I guess... hey, Rampage is taped. So let's hope they just have the sense to not put it on. I, apparently, they're expecting it to be removed. That line from Rampage. So. We can check it out later and see, but anyway. Oh, Nash also said, you always bring a smile on my face. Go, Michigan. Nice. Uh, I only have one other I thing. have nothing else, though. MJF apparently has a torn labrum, so his shoulder as well. Not going to miss TV. Scheduled to defend against... Scheduled to wrestle next week. Joe at World's End. Is that next week? No, it's... Remember they set up a tag match. Oh right. Um. So thought is he will be okay for that. So we'll see. But he's he's pretty beat up between the hip and the shoulder, right? But yep. um, he carries on. In the kayfabe knee. <laughs> All right. So the first thing we need to do is go back to last Saturday. It was where we watched some of the PLE and then came back to it later. Watched it in a couple chunks, <laughs> we even took though a it bit was to get to the main event. even though it was pretty short. And that was taking a look at WWE's Survivor Series War Games. So, Survivor Series, as you listen to that, sounded like that was the guns. Yeah. The gun boys theme coming out of those ass boys headphones. Uh, so, first thing I'll say about Survivor Series, it was pretty short for a WWE PLE. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it came in under three hours. I didn't fall is, asleep. Which is pretty crazy. Um, I fell asleep during a lot of wrestling this week. I'll talk about it in high spots and rest holds. Because I, I thought, you know, I'll I'll check in with some other companies and see what they're doing. Bad idea. Late at night. Not really no. their fault. Partially their fault. But anyways. So this show starts off with the women's war games. And I do have notes for this one. And then my notes kind of dwindle. But anyways, let's just get going, right? Becky and Bailey start out, right? And... I have here the the baby faces have the advantage because of online voting. Ruffles question, vote. question mark. Sorry. Ruffles. It was sponsored by Ruffles. Oh. Okay. Did you not see the no, screen? No, I feel the Ruffles was really underrepresented on this. Did you see do you not you didn't see all the screens and whatever? <laughs> it was like yeah. Ruffles Arena. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Because that's the thing. This is the problem with them having all the LED screens now is that they, they use just, them. <laughs> that's yeah. the problem. That's the problem is they use them. Yeah. Um also Big they problem. have like LED bars on the shark cages now, which again this is too much. And like, one of them was like broken a little bit. I, I noticed. I didn't notice that, but like, I think we we could have stopped at the ring post and the 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 barricade because I think like having the hard cam side of the ring and that's fine and like the entrance side or whatever. But the barricade irks me. Yeah. It's just like I like having like all the screens and like having like a nice setup and whatever. But the barricade and the shark cages is just it's too much. It's, it's a bit too far. It's too far. Next, we're gonna have like. LEDs all around the on ring, the all around ringside. Yeah, like on the ring mat's gonna like. Where does it end with you people? That's what I want to know. Like, and so this is why I like taking notes myself because things like this won't be in other people's recaps because I forgot about this until I see my note ready that will trigger your memory too for sure. Shotzi chair shot to Becky is hilarious. Oh yeah, no, it was probably to Bailey. Was it? But like, no, because she was climbing up the and she did like the Hulk Hogan chair shot. It was like rest it against her, her elbow. Leg. Was it her arm? Just whatever. tapped her elbow. Yeah, um, it was honest. It was something. Eo ends up bringing in a chain, and then I have what did Eo and Bailey abandon in the corner with the trash can? It looked like remember they were setting up for something. And I thought she was like going to climb up with the trash can like away she and... does, but then they saved it for later. It's like they were like they were almost like no, not yet, like. Belair oh, comes in and just starts whipping people with her hair, right? She had the double. Had some good time, sound. So. Going. True, she had two going. Um, what do I have here? Belair flips Eo overhead onto a trash can in the corner. Looked pretty cool. A little bit of a sloppy sequence. I know you're gonna, not going to believe this involving Shotzi and no. Becky coming off the there top. There was that one thing where she did. She tried to like suicide dive between the rings to Bailey and just completely missed. Yep. She, she's not good. She is willing to do anything. We talk about this all the time. She reminds me of Jeff Hardy early on, she's especially. She's worse than Jeff she's Hardy. She's willing to do more than she can do She's safely. Like, it's us like Darby Allen, except Darby Allen just, he, Darby Allen does it so good and he's actually good in the ring. She's just horrible. I've always hated her and you I have. think I have fair reason to <laughs> do so. You've built quite a case. I, I, I do have, I could find plenty of examples. You know, if I, if this were a court case, man, I'd win. Uh, Kyrie Sane in next, she grabs a giant, giant trash can lid. Remember? I'm like, what is that? And you're like a trash can she lid. She kept I'm doing like, like back fist with it. That looked pretty cool. Actually. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, we get a nice uh, Kyrie Sane sliding forearm to Bel uh, Air. Assisted elbow drop by Sane onto Shotzi it's with chairs to see on her top. Back, we haven't seen Kyrie in ages. True. Um, so what was that? A assisted elbow drop by Sane onto Shotzi with chairs on top. Nice. Remember they so, had to keep putting the chairs back on her. Oh, right. They were sliding off and they kept repiling them. Charlotte's next. She chops everyone. Sane with a super weak lock to Charlotte. I feel like lock might not be the right word. Submission. Kick maybe. I don't know. I don't know. EO drops a chain down, right? Uh, to go to Dakota Kai on the outside. Kai attaches a trash can. 
and then EO like reels it in up to the top of the cage. Does what while EO the, does. While pile magically forms underneath. Correct. Her. She puts the trash can on and does. I still think it looks cool. She dives onto the crowd of people. It does, but yeah. It's just like a trash can with feet sticking out of it flying through the air is kind of amusing. I think she's me. done that almost every time. She has not done it multiple times time. for sure. Asuka's Ten last clubs. to enter. She brings kendo sticks, then a table and a fire extinguisher. The crowd is pretty into it. The bell rings for now that everyone's locked inside and the official match begins, I guess. Becky and Bianca end up chained together and hit four or hit with four basement drop kicks from other people. Shotzi gets misted off the top rope, I assume, by Asuka. Uh, Becky gets missile drop kicked with a trash can on top of her. Charlotte does a moonsault assault off the top onto a pile and i think was they it... were like freaking out about that but i guarantee it looked like Eo before Eo got crushed. no it was, uh, it was Kyrie that like dipped out of it oh she avoided it but i think is this the one that hit it looked like it hit Kyrie right know. in the head they were going or, bananas sorry, for right that but like literally ricochet did double that so yeah. oh yeah same i mean no same bails on being a base for that yeah um lynch and charlotte hug they, they kind of tease like can they coexist? Yeah, they say, can. That's it's what you're very, supposed to say. Very, very secure embrace. Yeah. Becky gets knees up on a Kyrie Saint elbow drop that looked pretty good. Belair uses the fire extinguisher. Bailey takes a spear from Kyrie Sane. A scary looking KOD to Bailey. It looked like it was close to being quite dangerous. Almost, but I thought the landing ended up looking good. Second rope manhandle slam to Bailey through the table, and it's over after 33 minutes. My thoughts, I'm going to be somewhat repetitive on this, I feel like. I thought this was a good War Games match, but not great. I don't know. I thought this one was kind of mid. I am. Going, I thought the men's one I, was much more enjoyable I, this by was, War Games standards. The women's was my favorite match on the show. Really? Maybe. And it. I like this. I like the men's It's one possible it earns bonus marks subconsciously because I'm not going to see this anywhere else. If I, I'm not going to see a multi-women match like this anywhere that I watch wrestling. That's true. So they I do, do appreciate that, but I just thought like it was too sloppy at times. There just was. A bunch of things didn't do it for me. Um, I just thought like... Now, when I say... At least the, there wasn't as many contrived spots agreed. as the men's, the men's match, but I thought the men's match also had some really good spots as well. And this one just... It felt kind of sloppy to me. Um, and I didn't care about Becky or Charlotte's thing. Now, when I say my match of the night, I gave it three and a half stars. So it's not like I loved it. I'd probably give it like I three, would, three and a quarter. And I wouldn't say anyone stood out or looked bad. I, I thought there Shotsy was... Shotzi looked bad. Shotzi looked bad. There was some awkwardness, but there was some decent stuff as well. Um, the crowd was into it, but, uh, I thought it was, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I'll say that for war games. And again, like... I thought it was fine. And we're going to sound like... AEW marks or whatever, but I can't help. I just recently watched a match that was Extreme Rules or whatever you want to call it that was not this. A thousand times. And this is just brutal. This is standard WWE stuff and it's their style. And I'm not trying to sound critical. It's just I don't, this doesn't do much for me anymore. It doesn't, I've been desensitized or whatever you want to say. Yeah. This is like the PG, PG 13 version of wrestling stuff like this, right? But, anyways, I thought a good start to the show. It was fine. My next note says Jack can discuss the Ruffles commercial. With pretty deadly Otis R Truth. Do you even remember it? Um, they kept calling them crisps instead of chips, and then R Truth argued with Pretty Deadly what they're called and Oh, and then it's oh, they're neither, they're ruffles, because ruffles are so cool, they're their own 
classification. Uh, R-Truth is back is the moral of the story, I guess. Right. So that's cool, I guess. I feel terrible for Pretty Deadly here because they're cool, man. If they're used correctly. Yeah. I and like you would Pretty think Deadly. that main roster is the perfect place for them to be used correctly. Yeah. But it's not. Anyways. Then we move into the second match, and it's for the Intercontinental title. It is Miz taking on Gunther. Not the most interesting Gunther match. Agreed. I'm not even saying in execution. I'm just saying on paper, this is not a Gunther match I needed to see. No, it's not. It's, I mean... The only interesting part on paper is that Miz has had the combined title days, but, like... Just do it on Raw when Gunther's almost breaking the record. Just be like, Miz can come out and be like, I want to a match and do that. Cole exposes the business and uses the term main roster here. Remember that? He did say that. I was like, whoa, are you allowed to say that? Right. Uh, So the Miz attacks Gunther's left leg, including a figure four on the ring post. Walter hits a nice anti-air boot to sort of shift the momentum there. Gunther, as he tends to do, hits some chops. And another great boot from Walter as the pace is kind of slow. Not in a bad way, though, just it's Gunther's, like, slowly moving forward and hitting you with stuff, right? Miz counters a powerbomb, goes back to working Gunther's knee, a million Miz kicks that never really look very good, and a DDT for a two-count. Gunther encounters a, ooh, oh, skull-crushing finale. I'm like, oh, God, what's an SCF? Uh, That's what I put in my notes. Oh, SCF. I said STF. I'm like, I I was just thinking about that for a second. I was like... Hold on. So he counters that with a missile drop kick and a power bomb for a two count. Uh, I say here that Gunther is not really selling his leg at all, considering that it's been worked on exclusively here. Well, Miz's figure four is balls. So. All of his stuff might be kind of weak and not really hurt you anyway. <laughs> Sleeper by Walter. Miz pulls off a turnbuckle pad and low blows Gunther while the ref is fixing the corner. Skull crushing finale for a. I thought that was a very good near fall. The low blow skull good. crushing. Although I I do get a little desensitized considering uh, Jay White's kick out on uh, Dynamite. And I just, yeah, and I just don't, like, there's no way Miz is winning. But even for just that, that was a good That was the I best they could do for sure. Not in, like, a condescending way. It's, like, given the fact that I didn't expect him to win at all, they did the best they could with that near fall. Gunther clothesline stops the Miz rally. He hits a really bad splash off the top. Gunther, yeah, yeah, it was a rare slip up from Gunther. Very rare. Uh, Boston Crab into like a more of a lion tamer, and Miz taps after twelve minutes. I don't know. Good overall. Second half was better, but this was a more it was disappointing for a Gunther match. But given that it was Miz, and I just don't like him as much his, anymore, it I didn't expect it to be amazing. It's hard it to get excited like, over a Miz match at this no, point. It's he's not at his character peak anymore his in-ring stuff is always fine but fine at best um, though i think yeah it's just i think well when he's it depends on his opponents he's had really good matches like seth rollins but yeah that's seth rollins the leg targeting gave him something to do that and i think that I'm helps not him saying gunther's not amazing but gunther's style is very different from seth rollins seth rollins it's easier for him to bring out a match and so yeah i don't know um just this didn't really hit the spot for me um i thought it was fine i gave it three but... and a quarter uh, I feel like you're going to go three. I'll go three. Yeah, I knew it. It's uh, just because keeping with our... A rare miss by Gunther. Yeah. Oh, by the way, who who yeah. did we all pick in this? Right, thank you for catching that. I will. Okay, so I I know I got the first war games because I think we both got... I think we got alternating war games. We did. Um. So I picked this war game. So I got the women's one right. We both picked Gunther because we're normal people. Correct. Uh, then we move on to the next match, which is Santos Escobar, who's undergone a little bit of a Still character, rocking the Legato theme, character shift, taking on Dragon Lee here. So on paper, I'm pretty excited for this match. 
in practice, less less so. <laughs> um, Escobar starts out really fast. Lee gets tied in the tree of woe for some stomping and a running something because my notes tail off completely. Lee avoids getting his knee crushed in the steps, hits a hurricane rana off the apron. Both up top, Escobar with a super rana for two. Sit out powerbomb Dragon Lee. Escobar hits a destroyer followed by the phantom driver. To finish, Dragon Lee, care to guess how long this match was wasn't on this it? PLE? It wasn't this 12, was it? Or wasn't 8 it? minutes and 19 seconds on one of the big four PLEs. I don't get why they got the short and sick. Then don't even, if it's an eight man match, just put it on SmackDown, honestly. At this point, and why since 10 When are you concerned PLE? with getting under three hours? Like, why couldn't this have been 15? Yeah. I don't know what the hurry was. I mean, generally, I can't believe I'm saying that because when they hit like four hours, I'm furious, but. No, but why wouldn't you give time to this one? It felt like a TV match, right? Yeah. And, and not like, even a great one. I feel like if it was Carlito, it would have been longer, and it, at least it would have been more storyline relevant. Now, don't get me wrong; I would much rather Escobar versus Dragon sure. Lee, but th- I can't imagine them like them caring as much about that. So I feel like with Escobar and Carlito, it would at least be like a, a match worthy of the storyline. Just like this felt like it didn't really move the story along. No, um, and you knew and who was, was going to win. You knew who was going to win, and yeah, it felt like a TV. I match. assume we both picked Escobar. We both picked Escobar. It was disappointing, but. And these so, both of these guys capable of much much better. I'd Maybe give it a three as well. C- come back around to it with more stakes yeah. and more story, but and more time. So yeah. kind of underwhelming, man. That's a lot of this pay per view yeah. for me at least. Um, then we move on to the women's other women's match on the show, and that's Rhea Ripley defending against Zoe Stark. Like again, in what universe is Zoe Stark winning this match? They did. They haven't really done anything to build her up either. Because I feel like if you build Zoe, right, like she her. could be really good. Like I said, yeah, even though I pick, I said her. I like her a lot, but I she had no shot here. No shot. She won a battle royal, and that was pretty much it. Like they had a couple promos, but I don't think there was anything really notable. So she hits a DDT, and was this the unique like? Remember she did like a corkscrew splash thing. That, that was that her senton from. It the, was cool. Yeah, that re- it was like an outside I can't really explain it, but it was like she would. She did springboard up, but she did so where she was stepping on the outside ropes, facing back. Right. And she would corkscrew into the senton. It was, it was really cool. I don't think cool. I've seen it before. No, it was really nice. And she, the landing actually looked effective, too. Uh, Riptides escaped. Stark gets in a sliding kick to the face for two. The Z360, the Z or as my the friends. The Zoda Sleep. My friends at Poison Rana say the Zoda Sleep, as it should, of course, be. Especially and now baby. more than ever. Yes. Now more than ever. Um, it's a headbutt into a Riptide, and Rhea Ripley retains in yet another match under 10 minutes, like just over nine. Yeah, this one didn't really feel like anything to me. I would rank it lower than the last one. I'm basically like, see my comments from the match above, yeah, uh, pretty much. Two and three quarters, probably. I think that's very fair. Um, it just it really wasn't anything to sink your teeth into from a storyline perspective, from a match perspective. Uh, you knew who was winning. Um, Too short to feel was important. Solid. No, right? it really didn't feel important. Again, it could be. It was a title match. I felt like it could be a TV match. And they got. They're gonna have to. In one way, it's great they've built Rhea Ripley into this believable monster champion. But then you have to build but someone up to yes, combat her, like Zoe that's Stark. The again, problem. Stark could be a great challenger, but right. they just didn't do it right. They're going to have to work hard to build somebody to be a believable, which is not a bad problem to have as long as you can do it. And I'm not uh, sure they they can. It's WWE, so it might be uh, quite the problem. Right. So then we move into the main event, and that is the men's war games match. Um, which is... 
Codeth, Randall, Rollins, Samuel, Jay versus Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. Right. I don't really have any highlights from this one. Basically, I... key things like Orton's not there to start, right? Um, how does he end up? It was... Oh, Rhea Ripley comes Ripley down. Ripley came down when he was supposed to enter. They were about to cash in. Orton comes out, so they're like, oh, we're not cashing in. Um, right. Then stuff happens. There was the one spot where, before Orton came in, there where they did, like, r- repeated dives because they had, like, three people. J.D. Mm-hmm. McDonough had a picture-perfect moonsault. Like, I think it was because he did moonsault, then Ballard did Kudra. He had a Spanish and, fly, too, at some point. Yeah, he had a Spanish fly that was famous, but, like... His moods, it was perfect. J.D. McDonough got some nice stuff here, so I, I will be happy with that. And while they did lose, J.D. McDonough didn't get pinned, so that is refreshing. And there was a pretty contrived-looking draping DDT. Yeah, where all the baby faces did draping DDTs. That was one of the things I didn't like. Was there any um, other... There was some bull rope stuff with Rollins and Cody where they beat the people up with the bull rope. Right. Uh, Rollins got put through a table before the cash-in with, like, I think, Razor's Edge. Um, J.D. McDonough took a super RKO. Oh, I don't need to write things down. You actually remember things. Um, and there was like stare down with Drew McIntyre and Orton. Orton, right? Orton is jacked. Like Orton's he's been jacked, just yeah. working out and crushing steroids so, for his whole. Yeah. he's Pro- looking almost him, as though. big as I can remember. To yeah, be props him though. He looks like he never he looks left. Incredible. Other than the fact that he shaved his mustache, like, right? He's yeah. look. He's looking pretty good though. Yeah. yeah. Um, they teased the stuff with Jay, but then I think they were cool or whatever, which is lame because I wanted him to be mad at Jay. So what? I don't even. Do you remember the finish of this one? Um, I just remember Priest getting pinned. He might. I think he. Took oh yeah, because we were a little surprised by that. Yeah. Again, I, I love my boy, but I was almost certain Gene McDonough would take the pin here. You were pretty certain that he would. Yes. Um, well, if they were losing, which they did. So yeah, you picked this one. I was hoping for better. But so did we end up tying or what? Oh, I think so, yeah. Lame. Sorry, everybody. We picked different war games, but then we picked everything else the same. Right. Um. Then uh, Punk returned. Uh, he did, and we already talked about that in the news. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to see what the finish was, because I, I honestly don't remember. I thought it was funny. Someone said, uh, re-watching the Rampage debut, as I, I told you, it's like uh, watching the wedding video after a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's pretty funny. And I said, now I kind of want to do that, because just the... the the difference would be pretty crazy. I would give the men's one probably a three and a quarter. Um, and I'll I'd go give, three and a half. And I would give this pay-per-view PLE. Sorry. So sorry. Um, it was like a C. C. I wasn't like... The, the short time, run time helped. I wasn't suffering, but I also wasn't like enjoying anything really. No, it wasn't like fast like, where you... I was like banging my head against the wall because I hated it so much and it was awful, but I... it was nothing I would recommend. I preferred a match on Dynamite this week to, I think, everything here. I preferred any of the Continental Classic. I preferred I a match on NXT better than anything on this show. I would say it was a mediocre pay-per-view with one of the biggest moments of the year, but... Right. Outside of Punk returning, is there anything you would tell people they had to see? Orton. I guess. But, like, there's not even really any spot or anything that I was like, oh, man, you should have seen this. Yeah, the Super RKO was like, that's cool, I guess. Actually, yeah, that was pretty well executed. I guess you could, yeah. That'll be a little clip they show a million times. Jaden McDonough. Yeah. He ate that, like, imagine doing that. Like, jumping, just trusting that it's going to work out. I'm just going to jump. 
and land face first and on land a... face first on a map from what i don't know 15 feet above and just trust that it's going to go okay yeah. yeah i don't know if i'd be able to do that so like i'm not even a solid pay-per-view a, a notch below like a again fine. it was fine Fine-ish. that is our catchphrase it's fine we're bringing it back we're bringing it back so that's our quick little review of survivor series nothing exciting pretty much the whole way it was like Kind of underwhelming, good, not great at best. So unfortunate. But we will carry on and take a look at our favorite show every week. And that is this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, let's talk about some dynamite. That's you. I get to relax now and you have to do the heavy lifting. I can't even be happy about that debut anymore oh, such a nice moment but can't even be happy about it anymore what debut i was just watching punk oh okay yeah well and i just i was thinking about earlier um when this comes out it will be three years since k omega's title win oh yeah um winter is coming i did see when they pre they were advertising upcoming diamond shows winter is coming is not dead it's back which still i shouldn't care because it's just one of the tv specials but i don't know because the first winter is coming was Sting's debut, which and I, I don't care, but that was a big thing, and then also Omega's title win, which, which was was a huge thing because that kicked off the belt collector thing, right? And mm-hmm. that epic title run and whatever. And I'm pretty sure it's still the only world title change they've had on TV, and it just felt like I don't know. It's it's ingrained as one of those core AEW shows for me, even though it's just like the TV special. I think it was the first Dynamite Ring too, right? Uh, it might have been. It was either the first or the second. Uh, I think it was the first. Um, but I don't know. I'm just glad that they're still doing that. Cause I, I was, we've been saying, I thought the world's end pay-per-view was kind of the, the death of that TV special. Cause it's, nope. it's December, but that's good. I'm glad they're still doing that. Anyways, uh, tonight we have Brian Danson on commentary. I think it was only for the tournament matches though. I thought it was just going to be like a regular thing mm-hmm. as a replacement commentator, but I think he was just on the tournament today or on the show. Sorry. Um, we kick off with John Moxley versus Jay Lethal in the continental classic gold league. Uh, Mox is up three current at this point, and Jay Lethal is still looking for anything. <laughs> That's right. He's got a donut, a bagel, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, suicide dive from Moxley early on. There's a Shinbreaker Dragon Suit combo from Lethal that was nice. Uh, Mox came back with a cutter after Lethal's targeting the leg for a bit. Uh, strike exchange, one by Mox with a lariat. Uh, lethal counter death rider into lethal combination for two. I always write lethal injection first, and then I have to change it. How dare you? Uh, Mox counters an O'Connor roll into a sleeper. Lethal counters into a pin for two, and then he locks Mox in a figure four. Um, Mox is able to call the ropes. Uh, Mox is a paradigm shift. Uh, brutal Larry absolutely clobbered Just him. destroyed him. It was awesome looking. And then a power driver from Mox for two. Great um, combination. And then right off the kick out, uh, Mox trapped him in a sleeper, and eventually he gets a submission win. No Death Rider, which was weird. Another good match, right, that got a... a- Pretty good junk of time. Another tournament the... match, another good match. Like it's pretty like pretty consistent so far. Yeah, none of them have been like ultra amazing, but everything has been everything really, been really good for consistently TV quality, good. Yeah. yeah. Um second half of this I really liked. I just again, it's hard to get fully invested. If I criticize WWE, I'll say the same thing here because I'm waiting for Mox to win, obviously, right? In this yeah. match. But um, um Lethal, it's like I'm a little okay with that because that's pretty much most of his matches. But that's his role. He just delivers in the rope, so I'm okay with it for the most part. Yeah, Lethal does a great job in the but role they've given him. I also think the leg targeting here gave him an in to kind of get a lot of offense mm-hmm. on Moxley and look good. So even though you knew he was losing, I think he at least made himself look 
competitive and there, here. There is always with these tournaments in the back of your mind too, like some somebody's got to upset like Brody somebody. King. Who did Brody King? They're be? considering that did he the upset. Eddie? Right. So like that could happen here too, right? Right. So there's while you you're pretty positive, there's always a chance, right? So yeah, I like the match. The tournament, there's that. I really like the finishing sequence. So a good start. Yeah, I, I was like one mocks is that string of offense. Yeah, they just pulls together at the end of a match because it feels like he's just ensuring he wins mm-hmm. uh that larry especially just lethal sold it perfectly just he looks did like he absolutely got clocked um never expected the lethal win but again a good match the tournament's really delivering so far and i think that'll be a consistent thing through the show but yep i'm um, so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it at least just Me from too. the matches um then we get a kingston backstage from after collision uh, he says he knew it'd be tough, and there aren't any scrubs in the tournament. But he can't—he might have come in too cocky. He th- says maybe he thought he deserved to win, but nobody deserves anything, and it's got to be earned. Now he has Danson next. Uh, he says he, w- he won't go back, and he's got to heal before he faces Danson. He'll be ready. Hmm. Um. I do think the whole thing with the belts is kind of silly, a little no, bit. No, but I, it is. But I've really enjoyed this. I really like this too because, it. again, this is like. Eddie Kingston getting in his own way, right? Well, and, and it, he yeah, noti- he's noticed. And it felt really real, yeah, right? Oh, I really like that. Like he had this in over his head realization that yeah, he got in his, in his own way. Uh, I thought it was really cool, and it made sense. Like he's had these recent recent successes, and he's like kind of feeling big shot ish, right? And so he thought it'd be easier, and he got overzealous putting his belts on the yeah. line, and now he's kind of got this reality check. So um, I really like that. And it also kind of helps to get across that well. We did kind of rag on the two, the those two belts aren't the most meaningful in the world. It did kind of get across that they mean a lot to him because I kind of got that from when he was like he doesn't want to go back, which kind of made me think like he doesn't want to go back to how he was before like these titles right. where like he was kind of we'll say a loser for lack of a better term. But so you can always count on Eddie for a quality promo. I thought this was really cool. It just felt real and I really enjoyed it. Me too. It's it's Eddie like. The biggest it obstacle, felt like a real person. The biggest obstacle for Eddie is always himself, right? Mm-hmm. And that that sort of can he got ahead of himself here and was feeling himself and reading his own press clippings, as they say, right? Yeah. Uh, and it sort of caught him. And he's so good at getting sympathy out of people, right? Oh yeah, I definitely feel bad for him. And I then really I thought it. adding to this too was when they come back and Brian's at commentary still from this, and he cut a little promo when they came back and took a couple shots at Eddie along the way too. So I thought that mm-hmm. was really. Cool. I would really like Freddie getting upset on dance. I think that'd be really cool, but probably not. Yeah, I uh, like. He just. I believe Eddie. I Kingston, think that's right? good because it, it adds a little story to that block of the tournament. Right now, mm-hmm. Eddie's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got to keep these belts, right? Yes. Um, so, um, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was a really great little bit from Eddie for yep. sure. Um, but now we're at Sting and Ric Flair. Yes. So that's awesome. The f- thing that I take away from this that Shivani said, Sting has the longest current winning streak in AW. That's correct. Are you kidding me? It's a feather in, in your AW. Cap. Like Sting. That's ridiculous. He doesn't lose. I know, but that's that's ridiculous. I know. Not only because it's Sting and he's old and it's AW, but also because like, yes, he doesn't lose, but <laughs> everyone else wrestles more than him. Like, come on, people. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Jay White shouldn't have lost because Jay White could rival that. Like ridiculous. Ah, um, I'm gonna do my recap style for Sting again. Um, Shivani talk about old Sting Flair match. Shivani says that was big night. Put Sting on map. Flair shout. Flair no make Sting. Sting makes Sting. Flair say they go 45 minutes no rehearse. Flair say he's 74. Happy to be by Sting side. It's showtime. I hate to say it, but I thought. Flair actually sounded very good here. 
Um, I, I don't. I honestly tuned it out. I don't care at all, and I wish this time was used for anything else. But he really put over Sting as he was supposed to do, and it was believable, and he didn't slur anything or screw anything up. Like I have no use for the man, but I can credit where credits due. I thought he sounded pretty good, but the, the fact that the three, so I watched all of WCW basically, right? So the fact that these three guys are together on a wrestling show in 2023. And somehow Tony Schiavone hasn't really aged as much compared to the other two. Although Sting, <laughs> well, Sting hides it well with makeup. Yeah, but, but I think next to Ric Flair, true. Schiavone looks way better too. True. I mean, I will agree with you. Schiavone looks pretty, pretty good compared so to. So I what saw he these guys from. together thirty years ago, and I enjoyed those times. But I don't need them to spend time on this now. I like Schiavone being here, obviously. Schiavone, yes, he's we, great. we love Schiavone, but Sting and Flair can. Get the hell out. I don't have to watch Shivani wrestle. So <laughs> that's, that's part of it. Yeah. And I, I like Shivani on commentary. I, I always love Shivani. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. I turned, I tuned out 90% of what both of them said. <laughs> Mostly Sting. Honestly, when Flair uh, came in, I was watching because he's just so loud and obnoxious. But, like, Sting, I was just like, I was genuinely just like, I don't know, remember what I was doing, but I was just not really paying attention. Yep. I believe I you. do not care. I could not care less about Sting's retirement or anything Rick Flair does here. Will Ospreay is coming at Revolution. I do not give one iota about Sting's retirement, okay? Will Ospreay is going to be in AEW full-time, and, and you want me to care about Sting's? I don't care. You it's don't hard. even have to. You can just give me any Ospreay match on that show, and I already care a thousand times more than this, and you could build it up for a year. I submit to I you, do sir, not care. Osprey versus Sting. No. That's, <laughs> no. Why would you even say that? They're never going to do that. Put that into the universe. Okay, just have them Stormbreaker Sting death then. That'll or be just... my fault. If <laughs> okay, this is really mean. But they can do that match. But Osprey has to do this exact same driver he did to Kenny Omega. That would the exact same driver. I want him. it the exact same. I don't want him to tuck it or whatever so that it's safe. I want him to do the exact same thing. And whatever repercussions come out of that, we can we can live with the consequences for sure. That's mean, but um, y it's your fault. It's my fault. Uh, next we get Book Mark Briscoe. <laughs> we'll see. Next we got more Continental Classic Gold League. It's Mark Briscoe and El Toro Blanco. I'm Roosh. so glad that you're you're kind of on board with Roosh. I like Roosh. Roosh is awesome. Roosh is pretty cool. Roosh I love Roosh. We need to get um, big Roosh fan. Over we need here. to get Andrade back in LFI though. I know, uh, and I know. not have them do anything close to babyface anything. Yeah, you need to go full heel. Yeah, Roosh always, especially Roosh. Um, Piero Pellegroso. <laughs> 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 I love seeing that. Uh, that's whatever. Piero Pellegroso is. Uh, he's he's just there. Um, also, I find it interesting. Um, they resigned Stu Grayson, and then uh, where where'd Stu Grayson go? I don't know. He has disappeared. Stu, Stu Grayson died. Miss him. Don't say that. We've killed before. <laughs> I, I saw him on an indie show in Montreal, so it's okay. Rest I think it's peace, a it's Brody a promotion Lee. where the champion I think was Madman Fulton. So oh boy, he got better. He's still not good, but he got better. We, we missed the Sawyer Fulton days of I do sanity. sanity. Yeah, I remember in two K eighteen he was the lowest rated guy. Uh, the dad with 69. all the reactions at the indie show was wearing a Sanity T shirt. That's a deep pull. That was Sanity is a deep pull. He, it was like he would, 
it was this dad. It was like all of his reactions were like if you could script somebody reacting to wrestling because you were gonna film them to be like. It's if like, they hey, we're gonna real. cut to you a lot on the. Sh- Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I don't think that single camcorder up in the <laughs> up on the riser was zooming in on anybody. Maybe they did. But uh, he was perfect reactions all night. It was <laughs> yeah. funny. How did we get to that? I'm confused. Sorry. I, now I forget how we digressed to that. I don't know. Things um, happen. Roosh. LFI, Stu Grayson, Montreal, there. Okay, got it. Sure, easy transition. I'm so smart. Uh, Briscoe and Roosh, were, they were trading chops, and they had signed them. Roosh sent them in the barricade a couple times. Uh, Briscoe hit the cactus elbow um, from the apron. He did. They said the the guns up, bang, bang, so I did the, the bullet cold, cold no, one. No, cactus jack, bang, bang. Bang, bang, gang. Uh, Stark exchange, then a boot from Briscoe. Snap drum from Roosh, Larry from Briscoe. Side of suplex from Briscoe. Um, belly to belly overhead in the corner from Roosh. Um, Briscoe cut off a bull's horns attempt from Roosh with a spear. That was really nice. Looks it was good. just a meaty spear because mm-hmm. Roosh runs at him full tilt and uh, Briscoe just tackled him with the spear. That was really nice. And then there's an overhead belly to belly suplex off the apron from Roosh, which is also uh, really nice. Great. Um, Roosh hits a really meaty forearm and then nails the bull's horns to pick up a win. So good for Roosh for getting on the board. Ben, we were talking about it. The bull's horns is one of those things that, like, Yes, anybody can do it, and it's a pretty, like, basic-looking thing, but he does it with so much speed and impact well, that it looks like it would just knock you out. It's kind of like the house call. I love the house call because mm-hmm. Swerve absolutely knows the house call is fantastic, but it's just really like a kind of a heel kick to the back of the head or whatever, and Bull's Horns is really simple, but he does it to perfection. And I th- compare it to, like, when Andrade does the running knees to people in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, the speed and the impact that he gets on it, it just looks better mm-hmm. than when other people do it. So I love it when Roosh... So I think at this point, Mox is at six, mm-hmm. um, Swerve is at three, Switch is at three, Roosh is at three, Briscoe's at zero. I thought this I was another really solid match. I like that... Oh, Lethal's at zero. I think both of these guys have like an interesting style to them, right? And yeah. Roosh is just a natural heel. So I, again, they can't have LFI be baby faces. Happy to see Roosh pick up a win here. I figured that's kind of Briscoe's role is to get give people points as well because he doesn't need to win. But he looked good here. He he can wrestle a really good match. I thought this was good. Mm-hmm. Um, another good TV match. I don't know what to say other than the tournament is delivering. Um, it's a good concept. And I think it's re- it's working for me. Um, I do agree with some people saying AEW needs to focus more on storylines again, but I can't complain with a good tournament. Yep. Um, at least on um, our Dynamite side, our Dynamite Gold League side of things, is delivering three quality matches per week, and I can't complain with that. Um, these two work really well together. They got their kind of own styles, like you said. I'm glad it gets Roosh on the board because I can't see him winning much in this. A um, couple spots I really enjoyed. Like I thought this was a pretty solid team match, but there's a couple spots that I remember that I enjoyed. So that's good. The suplex off the apron, the awesome. spear were nice. Yep. Um, benefit this of this being two of the lower guys is the opposite thing of the openers yes. that th- either of these Correct. guys could have won. So th- I think that does kind of help. I was hopeful for Roosh, but wasn't sure. But, right. In theory, it could go either way. So yep. I think that was it cool. helps. Yeah. Um, then we get Storm being dramatic. Uh, she said she was a bit dehydrated. She has a touch of the gout. Yeah. Know. Uh, RGC asked if she was worried about her title match. I don't remember who they said it was against, if anyone. I, I I'm know. struggling. Me too. Um, Storm wasn't worried, and she told RGC to take off her shoes because she's getting a bit swollen. Uh, this was fine. I was slightly confused because I thought RGC was with her for the celebration, but then I think I confused that with the title presentation. Um, this was fine. It really wasn't much, but I just was like, it's more character development for her, I guess, more than anyone. It else. didn't do anything for me. I just like. 
her being in character isn't enough. Something has to come from it. Yeah, Something like last has week. I thought last forward. week was a good job. So I'm not, I don't, I'm starting to wonder how much life this character has, to be honest. Like, what's the shelf life of this? I don't yeah. know. There's only so much you can do with that, which I think you said before. Right? And they're so. trying to do something every week. And I think they maybe need to step back and not go every Here's single week. a crazy idea. There's other people in this There division. are other women they could worry about. If you're going to keep screwing Sheeta, please develop Chris Statlander. Yeah. I like Chris Statlander. I'm reading, but she has no gimmick. TJR's recap, and he doesn't even say. No, that that's who I looked at. That's why oh, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah, um, but no, because Statlander, if you give her a good character, she's totally main title ready. Because we really like her in the ring. Yeah, she's um, really cool. In the I, ring. I love Statlander, but um, they need to develop someone. Because yeah, I don't mind Storm having segments, but I feel like you're gonna. It's a segment run, for a segment sake that this one felt yeah, like, this, right? Uh, agreed, agreed. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it just felt kind of here to be here yes um they need to develop other people so that we don't grow tired of storm because i think this character has potential but i agree there's maybe a shelf life on this so you need to kind of stretch that out by not having her in every week i would agree like i think things like the title thing last week work this no because there really wasn't a point to it now it's getting personal because i've now looked at three different reviews and nobody's mentioned Maybe they just didn't say it. Like, like, but maybe. I feel like they would because it's like an open challenge next week or something like that. Like, yeah. Anyways, you keep going and I'll okay. look. <laughs> okay. All right. There's a fourth one with no mention. <laughs> it must have not been mentioned then. Yeah, I. That's crazy. Um. Then we hear from MJF. He's talking about defending the title against Mojo at World's End. He said he didn't like Joe personally, but he respects him because he believes in AEW. Uh, he talks about getting a poster for TNA in his mailbox, seeing Newcastle wrestlers and Samojo standing out to him. Uh, he said when he walked through the current, we all knew he was the baddest man walking on God's green earth. He said uh, later on in his career, um, he was not for the opportunity to be world champion in WWE, but what Joe did for the sport was bigger than that. He said Joe proved that you don't have to be like this jacked bodybuilder type and alternatives matter. He said Joe paved a road that allowed people like him to stand in front of the crowd. He said without a guy like Joe, there might not be an AEW. And he thanked Joe, even though it's painful to admit. He said he's also not too shabby himself, and he helped build a new alternative. He's been in AEW since day one. He helped build the place brick by brick. He mentioned being big names like Rhodes, Punk, Danielson, Jericho, Moxley, Omega. Uh, but all the names he's faced, he's been looking to, to be victorious and survive. Um or sorry, not all of them. Uh, he's looking to have been victorious. The one that he survived was Samoa Joe. Is that? I think that's what he said. Um, he said that World's End is about his legacy, and not Samoa Joe's. He says he doesn't care about his knee, hip, or shoulder being hurt, uh, or that Joe will be him within an inch of his life. He says he's going to show the world it's not about the size of the dog in the fight, it's about the size of the fight in the dog, which is a weird thing for MJF to say. Um, and if you told me he was going to say that in January, that's strange. <laughs> yep. Um, he said World's End, Joe will have to put him down to take the title. The lights go out and the lights were like spinning around. It honestly, it reminded me of the fiend, you know. Um, that's mm -hmm. so that was nice. Just you need the weird, really eerie, high pitched music, and then that would have hit home, you know. So, R.I.P. to Bray. Uh, but the devil henchmen come out. They grab him to try to attack him. They got a bat. Joe comes in and just joins one of them and grabs the bat because he's Samoa Joe. He's taking your bat. That's right. Um, and the devil guys run off. Text appears on the screen and like it pops up in like a typewriter kind of way and it, it was like being like banged out. It, it kind of had a cool aesthetic to me. Um, but it says, and I quote, in the shadows, our game begins. Next week, MJF and Samoa Joe, will you face the unknown in a tag match? Are you a hero, Max? Um, MJF called it BS and he accepted the challenge for next week, much to Samoa Joe's dismay. Yeah, I thought he 
MJF did a really good job of putting Samoa Joe over, right? Mm. Both as like his importance to wrestling and as just like a scary dude as well. I um, really liked how he put Joe over. Um, my one complaint about this was I just think last week made me miss Adam Cole's presence because I think that was sort of the miss here. Because again, just he's a really great balance to MJF here, mm-hmm. and I just I wouldn't like that a little. It's a bit like Miz for me, where every time MJF's a babyface, oh, I can't fully buy in because I know that he's going to be a heel again quickly at some point. With MJF, it's more like you know he's going to turn. Because Miz, it's just like they'll turn him back, but MJF's going to turn on someone, you know? Yeah, and I miss heel MJF, to be honest. But I am a sucker for the intrigue of this, despite the whole taking over. the Because even commentary is like, we're going to figure out how they hacked into our stuff, which is a little bit cheesy, right? That's, but yeah. I, I am a sucker for intrigue, so... Yeah. I'm hoping the payoff of this is is worthwhile. Yeah, I thought um, MJ did a really good job putting Joe over, and he he always does do that. Even when he's heel, he finds a way to do a bit of that. So I think it's good. It was similar to what he said about Cole Punk, just replace ROH with TNA. But um, yeah, he did a good job here. I think it was a little more because he's a face now. Mm-hmm. He is right as well. Um, things picked up when the Devil Henchman came in for me because I'm invested in this storyline on um, the hook that they've been doing. The case for it being cool is still very much alive. Pointing out from last week, I think you said Poison Rana was his hand in his pocket before and after the devil came yeah, on Yeah, it was them again. I did watch it back. Like, he put his, you see, like, you can't actually see it, but you see his arm do, like, that hand in pocket motion. Yep. And then afterwards, you see his hand come out of his pocket. So there's definitely that. And then he could have convinced Max last week to face Joe cause, to try and cost him the title. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing Joe's an absolute menace because he barely beat Joe last time. And the tag matches uh, holds a lot of interest for me. So that, that'll be fun to watch. When it's OGK? Mm, probably. Just the tip. Do proton pack, right? Aurora Borealis, but then be like, it's not them. That'd be kind of funny. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do like all the kingdom's signature offense and just be like, well, actually, half their signature offense is normal. Crap. But call all of them by just the generic names instead. Running me mystery. What's Aurora Borealis? Is that I don't know. I frog splash elbow drop something. Could be. I don't know. It's OGK. No one cares. <laughs> and next we get Wardlow killing Air Fox because. He Press Slam Jones. <laughs> My new hobby is taking down all the Taz idiotic whatever whatever Jones that he loves to do. Mm-hmm. So it was Press Slam Jones. Actually, Air Fox got a bit of offense, right? So yeah, uh, he had a couple do- tope dives that Wardlow didn't go down for. Like he sold them, but he's big mm-hmm. boy, staggered at yeah. best. Uh, Wardlow caught a moonsault on the outside. Power slams Fox on the apron, which didn't have a big impact. It did not. Big deal from Wardlow. Heavy 450 from Fox for one count, which is good. Wardlow no sells boots and hits the spine versus clothesline. Two power bombs, Swanton, power bomb, kill Air Fox. He nailed the 450, though. I'll yeah, give him that. Um, I don't understand why Air Fox had to die here. And the, this death by power bomb trope is so lame. It is. And it's just. It's so. Okay, you wanted to you point you talked about it earlier. I watched a guy get stapled in the titty, <laughs> and you're telling me a power bomb can kill a dude? Hell no. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it wasn't a squash, but so do you mean to tell me if Wardlow was in that Texas death match, you could just power bomb a dude once and he would win? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Like, no. And it's not. I don't know. It's just the same thing over and over and over it's, again with we're back Wardlow. to doing the and same this thing was, with Wardlow. I this don't was like quote unquote Wardlow. different because it wasn't a squash but well it was pretty close so this sure. is what made me start to not like Wardlow in the first place and now I'm not liking Wardlow even more mm-hmm. uh, I just could have done without this he needs to go away he's starting to feel like carrying cross for me this big guy wow. that they really like it's fair it's almost fair it's getting there for me honestly yep just 
It's getting that well. Way. Apparently, WWE want to sign him anyway, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, take, take him. him. Yeah, um, Logan Paul was talking about an eight-man number one contender tournament for US title for the U.S. title, and he mentioned Karen Cross. And I'm just like, my immediate reaction is, I don't even see him anymore. It's not like because NXT was annoying because we hated him, and he was like their the main champion. Yes, they against, gave him everything when he even deserved nothing. When we had Cole Balor, O'Reilly, right. Pete Dunn, all these guys who could have banger matches and title look runs. how big he is and right. muscular, but. And it's still now he does nothing and he's an enhancement guy basically. But I, every time he's doing something, I'm just like I still groan because that's how much they ruined him for me. I he's mean, I never liked him much. Anti charismatic somehow. He's so bad. Oh, his I don't. I don't think we disliked him that much in Impact. No, I never hated him in Impact. Cause... But I guess he's a better fit there. I don't know. The whole thing's kind of cheesy. He was also never a main guy in Impact. No. Like, he was Austin Aries second, then he was on his own for a while, but he was never long-running champion. Yeah, thankfully. Anywho, uh, next we get Top Flight and Action Andretti versus Hardy Party. We talked about it coming soon uh, the other week, and Dante Martin is indeed back. And they replayed they the injury. They replayed the injury because, like, it was horrible. It's horrible when you first see the way his ankles, like, just like that. Um, but then they also, when he like rolls over, turns his, a bit, it's his like his foot just his foot follows gravity, we'll say, and you know? shouldn't be in the position he's no, in. No, it's almost, it's I don't bad. know if it's worse than Sid, but like, no, it's not worse than Sid for me. <laughs> Sid is like, it's worse because he's in like this rubber boot, so it looks like, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like when you um don't put a glove on all the way and the fingers exactly, are just like just wobbly, yeah. Um, but Don is back. They're they're a hometown boys here, so they got he got a really nice reaction. So mm-hmm. I was happy for him there. That was nice. It was. Nice. I wrote it down because you mentioned it. Matthew Hardy looks rather immobile. Oh, he looks like he's just getting to the ring is a bit of a I chore feel like at this point because well, he's got to have a similar problem to Hogan. It's the leg drops. It's the top rope leg drop. He's destroyed. Well, yeah, his Hogan's hips. probably the smartest thing Hogan's ever said was if he could if he could, he would go back and not do the leg drop. Too bad he literally can't do any other moves though. Like what's he gonna do? A destroyer. A sleeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> destroyer. Uh there's a nice tag flip from Top Flight. On Tante got a really nice reaction on the on the tag. And so again, I'm happy yep. for him because we love we really love Dante. He's fun to watch, man. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. does things other I forgot how fun do. to watch he is. Absolutely. Um, side effect to Andretti for Matt for two. Hardy Party hit Dante with like a Isaiah drop kicked him off a double electric chair from the Hardys right. for two. Um, that was finish cool. came in Andre drop kicked Cassie with German from Darius followed by Dante's finisher. Whatever I forget what they call it. Me too. Not the nose dive, but it's like this full Nelson spin out slam. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get the win. Um, it was a really solid TV trios match considering it had the Hardys in it. They were yes. definitely the low points. Obviously, it's three um, quarters Hardy speed, right? Let's- yeah. So they were definitely low points, but when Top Flight and Andretti had control, it was pretty solid. Um, it was really nice to see Dante again. It was refreshing, and I forgot how insane he is sometimes. Just when he got the tag and he was doing his crazy flips and his vertical, like I forgot how fun to watch he is. He is. He's never like he's not he's not great on the mic. He doesn't much in the way of character not at work. All. But just stick him in a fun TV match, and he yep. is fun to watch him. And Darius is good too, but Dante is just he's a he's a freak athlete, and so it was really nice to see him. Um, and I'm glad he got a a welcome reaction. Um, I'm glad he got the win too. Uh, it's nice to see him back. Uh, but Darius is now injury prone. For, yeah, it's nice, definitely good to have him back, looking healthy here. I thought it was also a fun match more than I was expecting, and with the Hardys kind of definitely losing a step or two, it just makes um top flight look even faster, right? In in direct comparison. So I yeah, I thought this was kind of fun, and I was not sure I would think that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Renee is interviewing Toffoli after a commercial break. Uh, Penta interrupts and he just goes that he's just counts and he's basically, it's basically a challenge, probably rampage. You, I was just gonna say match on rampage. I assume. Yeah, that's fine. That'd be a cool match that I won't see. Disappointed. Um, no Phoenix. Right. I guess he's still hurt, but that's disappointing. Uh, next we get Julie Hart versus Emmy Sakura. T-Base title, House Rules, which is 20 counts. So they still exist. DQ I did not know. Enforced, uh, dealer's Choice, and Sakura chose no submissions, which is good because we don't have to see Julie Hart's crappy submission, except we still do. And at least that choice makes sense from it Sakura, does make right? Sense, yeah, yeah the, they forgot about the House Rules uh, with the House of Black for a bit, and then now they're back, I guess. And of course, with Emmy Sakura's long winning streak, she deserves a title shot. When an open challenge, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, with hard to against the Steel Series, Sakura had like a running basement crossbody. I was love cool. that. I think it looks awesome. And I don't know. I don't think I've seen other people do it. I don't know why more people don't do it. Uh, there's a delayed butterfly backbreaker from Sakura. Like she held her up and like for a, a stalling showed, showed her to each side of the ring basically. Right. Um, Sakura missed the moonsault. Heart locked and heartless, but submissions can't win, so that was pointless. Heart almost missed the moonsault as well for the win. And there was a tabletop Jones from yeah. Like, Sakura had to roll into position, but, like, as Hart was moonsaulting, so she, like, barely hit. Yeah, she, because even when she goes up, I'm like, she's really tight to the ropes. And it was like, I mean, they're trying to, they tried to sell it as she was rolling out of the way, but I think she was rolling to make sure she yeah. got hit with something. If someone was more skilled, I think they could hit it anyways, but I think, I think Hart's Sakura was playing I think it. Hart's improved quite a bit. Like, is she amazing? No, but. Clearly not. I think Emmy Sakura's really good. Uh, so I thought it was a decent little match. Hart is very popular with the fans. So I hope she continues to get better because she's. It's strange. She's not bad. No, she's not horrible. No, I don't think so. This was fine. I think Sakura looks pretty good. She had some cool stuff. I like But her. we don't know about her character, and she's only ever been featured in matches like this, so there's only so many positives here. Hart was fine. Like, she has improved, but the botch finish dragged the match down a little for me. Mm -hmm. At least the house rules still exist. Yeah, I did not but think honestly, they did. Honestly, I cared more when they were the House of Blacks. So. For five minutes. The trio's matches. <laughs> for five minutes. I don't even remember them doing it more than once, to be uh, honest. I remember it two times, <laughs> Amazing. at least. Um, and I got signed out for some reason. So the next thing that I have in my notes Marame. is RJ City with... Um, the regrettable RJ City? I don't get that. I don't either. He's a bit too much for me. He's like Sometimes. very, very sticky. you know, like just... Sometimes, yeah. You're doing uh, a thing and it's kind of annoying to me. Yeah, sometimes it's pushing it. Mm -hmm. um, come on, come on. But... Um, yeah, it's we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, what was... She was... Thanking him for hooking her up with Storm. She and then, said she came from stardom. And then it was like she's kind of flirting, but then recoiled, like, so, and I didn't catch why so, she recoiled. Yeah, so it was weird. So she was like kind of flirting with him one time. She had like her hand on him or whatever. And like she did this thing where like she had like her face kind of close. And I think he was supposed, I think it was supposed to be he interpreted it as like a kiss. He was going to kiss her on the Michael cheek. Scott. And then she, yeah, I don't, it was, I didn't weird. get it. I didn't um, catch that. This is whatever, I guess. Um, Hopefully she'll wrestle soon so we can see what she's really about. I think um, she went into Tony Khan's office. So. Right. She's comfortable on Canada on camera and she sounds pretty good. So I hope she can wrestle because she might be a nice addition if they decide to put some attention on some women in this company. She could be one. I don't know. I haven't seen her wrestle, so I'm hopeful. Mm -hmm. But she's comfortable on camera. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we hear from Christian Cage. Uh, he invites Adam Copeland out to the ring. Um, he wants to speak about some of the things he said last week. Uh, eventually, Copeland comes out. Uh, he summarized about so Edge challenged him to a TNT title match next week because they're in Montreal. 
Um, Christian said they won't make it to Montreal because he's sorry. He said, <laughs> of course um, he is. They may think he's on the island by himself and the fans chanted BS. Um, but he was upset about what happened to Luchasaurus, but he messed it up the one time and then corrected himself to kill switch, which I thought was a nice touch. Cause yeah, because like then the crowd, he's given the crowd a chance to get all over him too, mm-hmm. right? As they did. Mm-hmm. And I think that was effective, even though Luchasaurus wasn't here. Um, he said it, they, it was a road trip that made him think about what happened to him. Um, he recalled when they took his mom's Ford Taurus and they knew they were going to make it. He talked about his history with Edge, the multi-time tag team champions, best tag team ever. He said they were multiple-time world champions, too. He talked about um, how he grew up with a single mom. His, um, which he is, said he grew up without a father. It just, this is just awesome. Cause it's which like, is oh, awesome here we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was funny because he's like feigning sincerity here but yes. he's still finding a way to mention like oh hey uh, you didn't have a father yeah. like it's That's still a new gimmick um he said that he was a brother and his father was like edge's father and christian's family took over he said his dad is still adam's biggest fan he said he loved them and their family he said um when uh adam's mom passed away a few years ago it was the hardest time of his life he said adam's mom um that she wished that they would team together one last time. Um, Christian wanted them to go on this journey again as a tag team for Judy. Um, they should do it for her. Adam looks at he said, then Christian tried to attack him with the belt and uh, Edge low blowed him. He said, nice try, dumbass. You told him to shine the title <laughs> and sleep with it because it's going to come home with him. And he said, uh, go F yourself. And they completely missed the censorship by a mile. Up here by like seconds? Yeah. Right? Like, not even close. Which is awesome, though, because it was way better than that. So, I I like this. It wasn't, like, super cutting mean Christian, but it was, like... No, I liked it, though. He's trying to avoid facing Edge so much that plan A here is he's going to suck up with them and try and reform the tag team to get out of facing him. And then, as soon as Edge has to even think about it, Christian knows, like, it's not happening. So, then he's like, I'm going with plan B, which is Mm -hmm. the belt shot, right? I really liked it because, yeah, he's feigning this sincerity for, like... To get, a, right? him, yes. to get out of facing him, yeah. To get out of facing him. But also, it kind of served as a parody to Edge's entire debut promo. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was talking about their history and saying, we should go on one last run, but it's Christian, so it's clearly this facade yeah. Um, to obviously get out of this match. And I really like it, it, it reminded me of MJF's, like, faux babyface thing. You're just waiting for the ruse to end, mm-hmm. right? So I liked that, and of course that was the case. Um, Edge didn't say much, which was, a, which was a plus, but I liked his callback I to I liked Christian. his minimal reply, too. His minimal reply, yeah, that was good, because that also served as a callback to that mm-hmm. first promo. So, uh, and I liked that they missed the censorship completely, because that honestly made it better, because hearing the uncut version of Christian's was so much better. So yep. uh, this was really good, though. Christian is a gem. He, like, I am... I've learned that I am um, an in-ring guy versus like a segment and promo guy on shows. Like for me, like I got to have some really good in-ring, but like I look Quality forward to... Quality segments are important. I, they are. I look forward to Christian as much as anything right now, just and oh, hope Christian, that he's yeah. in a bad mood when he comes out, to be honest. I added the rechristening ceremony from, what was it, last week? Because mm-hmm. um, again, I that was a was awesome. really good piece. Like I enjoyed I felt- it. Poor Luchasaurus, man. That, and then he took a t- two concertos on collision. Like, that was oh, nice. a rough week for that guy. It was. Uh, uh, then we come to our main event, which is Jay White versus Swerve Strickland in the Condon Classic Gold League. What did I deserve, do to deserve this slice of heaven? And nobody on has paper. a cooler look in wrestling than Swerve right now. Like, oh my- And then Nana came out, and he's dancing on a crotch. Like, I can't even so with him, So you've got, man. like, he's Swerve. So Mean mugging and looking believably mean, and, and Nana's just, Nana just like a, having the time. A crotch of under his arm. It's amazing. I can't with Nana. It's so he's. There's so such funny. a good act together, 
which when it started, it felt it was like the they most were just random thing, randomly yeah, no. throwing them together. I but questioned it's it, good. but it's paid off in the long run because yep. Nana is. I just said it because Nana is an absolute gem. Just for the little purposes he serves, mm-hmm. he is he's worth every penny they're paying him for whatever it is like he he's worth every dime i love nana and swerve's shoulders taped up and still selling from the mm-hmm. the texas death match right so yep. that comes into play here mm-hmm. he doesn't have uh, bandages on his chest meat though and danielson is on commentary lots of good things to say about swerve as he should and he does a good job on commentary Danielson's i, I like really him. good on commentary he yeah. doesn't like take up too much time and when he speaks he actually adds yeah, it was the one Some thing where like he said which is cool. he said something about White was gonna counter or whatever, like you should do this, and then White did, and he was like, I don't know, but like Danson's just smart about it. He's he does add something. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Swerve avoided a baseball slide dropkick to the outside from White, and then uh, he back suplexed him on the barricade. And White like fell into the crowd or like the first row, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Both each of them ended up in the crowd, I think. I think so, right. Yeah. Uh, White hit a DT while Swerve was trying to re-enter the ring. Um. An absolute beauty of a sight, a suplex from White, followed by that front transfer suplex in the turnbuckles uh, for a two count. Swerve had that rule through flatliner and that smooth transition in the vertical suplex for two because where he's like, got no like one wrist else control can. Yeah. and kind of or he rolls. does like that so good. little flip and roll into it. It's I don't know whatever he does. He's man. so fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yurinagi from White for two, which his I say it every time. His Yurinagi is perfect. Yep. It's he just does it better than it's anyone very nice. else. Uh, Swerve does that. Um, move where he like snaps his white's arm with his foot, um, which they called the kill shot now, which is would be a cool name for it. It looks awesome, and he gets a little bit of sound on it too. He like, does it's like it's a thigh slap, but it's perfect. Yep. it's it's a perfect a uh, little bit. Uh, Swerve blocks the same low spot, low blow spot. Um, White went for last week where because the ref got like kind of uh backed in the corner mm-hmm. again where he couldn't see, so White went for it again. Um, he had a nice backbreaker followed by a house call and Swerve stomp for. An insanely close near fall, like yep. the epitome of two point nine nine. And then you're like, oh, maybe White's winning because I'm hoping Swerve. Like I keep like they need to have Swerve. He's so hot right now. And then I'm as like, much as I want, oh no, I think he might lose. Win. But like that was great. Well, because so for me, I knew Swerve was winning, but I thought that would just be it, right? Yeah, because that's usually his combination. But like that was incredibly close. Um, then later on, White hit a Blade Runner and just perfectly sold into roll, swerve rolling out of the ring like mm-hmm. it looked perfectly natural he just sort of like rolls to the apron and then kind of melts off the apron onto the yeah, floor it, it was great. perfect yeah um white hit a sleeper suplex which was perfect looked awesome oh my god also i saw this short of brock lesnar hitting an f5 on a train and like he landed on his neck like mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever saw mm-hmm. it but like it reminded me of when starks took that german suplex from hangman he landed on his neck but like yeah. it actually made me wince like i was just like holy crap but this was like that looked pretty sweet. And then Swerve countered Blade Runner into a roll-up, and Swerve picks up the win. He's got six now. I thought this match was awesome. I um, I think the right man won. Not that I don't like Jay White. No, I, I love both of these guys, but I do agree if I had to pick one. They're just both really fluid, and almost everything they do makes sense. So this was kind of like nonstop 16 minutes um, body parts to be targeted for each man. I really got into this. I thought it was a... Pretty terrific main event. I saw a picture of Kyle Fletch in red. That looks weird. Um, obviously heel versus heel, but again, the tournament sort of context makes it okay that they're facing each other. So I really thought this was a good main event. This is one of the matches I thought was better than what I saw on Survivor Series. For me, I was more into this than anything on that show. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I love both of these guys' uh, loads. I think I, I've been saying that pretty much all year. Um, 
especially recently these both these guys have had um some great stretches um white's world title run and swerve coming off one of my favorite matches of all time um in general just so i've always loved both of these guys um they're both healed but it doesn't matter it's a tournament who cares um probably the match i was most looking forward to um outside of the final which would probably be like swerve danielson or i think so. something like that which that's fine that that's on pay-per-view like would be me. crazy um probably my favorite match of the tournament so far i agree um from what we've seen obviously um nice little ring story with white going after swerve's injured shoulder and arm action really picked up towards the end that near fall was phenomenal like it was white like you said before is the master of the near fall kick out he's really um, good just like that genuinely got me and i again kurt I, I knew was, who was winning kurt, kurt angle is amazing at that too uh, yeah. um absolute last second there i'm disappointed white's losing again so soon because i'm worried that we're gonna get into the rut of now white losing is normal he's that guy that's almost there Right. right. Yeah. Like, I really like that he had didn't lose until I'm Jeff, but hopefully this is like his one loss. Because, in theory, if he only loses this match and Swerve doesn't lose, mm-hmm. Swerve can win the thing and White can still be okay. Yeah. That's my hope. Um, But I'm glad at least it's Swerve getting that rub from him. We're all one makes sense in here. And I guess it's better than a draw because it came close. Yeah. I thought I thought that's as soon as they announced we're at 15 minutes with five minutes. I'm like, oh, this is the draw. Yeah, credit and to actually, them for it'd be a smart time through. to use it. Yeah, credit to them for going through with the finish here. Yep. Um, that's it. Oh right, overall thoughts. Um, opener I liked Eddie Kingston promo I liked Sting stuff no, Briscoe Roosh yes, Tony Storm stuff wasn't a fan of MJF was good Wardlow don't need it. The trios match better than I expected, right? Um, women's match fine. Christian good. Main event awesome. Enjoyable show. Uh, I'm gonna go with a B plus. Just a couple minuses along the way to maybe keep it from that A range, but really good. So a B plus for me this week. Yeah, I think another really good show. The Continental Classics really helping out at least from the in ring standpoint because it's mm-hmm. just a really good pool of guys that's just guaranteed to be something good. I thought the opener was really strong. I enjoyed that. Um, Briscoe Roosh was also really nice. I really liked that mm-hmm. one. The main event was really nice. That's my favorite tournament match so far. Uh, two guys I absolutely love right now. Two of my favorites, just period, currently. Yeah. Um. So that was that was really fun. And I thought Eddie Kingston had a really, really great uh, little promo there. I thought that was an underrated highlight of the show. Uh, Christian was obviously a gem as well. And MJF's promo was also good. On detractors are probably a pointless Tony Storm segment, um, a pointless women's match, uh, Sting and Ric Flair. Um, and Wardlow's squash that served no purpose. And also, I forgot, yeah, the trios match over-delivered. Not that it was amazing, but it was better mm-hmm. than I thought it would be. Um, generally a good show. B-plus, it does fall short last week, but I think we're still in a good spot. Yep, me, um, me too. I as the it. tournament's going on. Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap up our Dynamite review. We'll move into a little bit of audio-based trivia again this week in a segment we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so you sort of requested it. We're going to go with 2010s era, according to this playlist. If they're wrong, you can let me know. But uh, uh, Yeah, won't be guaranteed to know everything, just so then there's at least a better chance. All right, first one, I'm ready? a reasonable guy. Starting out easy, go ahead. All right, you know. Pretty sure that one's always gonna be ingrained in my brain. Because Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, Moxley. This says Dean Ambrose. Would you care to guess which number of theme song it is for him? They have it. 
if it's right. Sad. It says fourth. I that's I don't know why I thought it was fourth. I don't know why it would be, but getting tougher. Okay. I hope. Anyways. Mm, I've heard this before. He's not sure. Is that oh, ever someone weird wrestling theme song for sure? Oh, I've heard that though. I'm sure you have. No longer employed with the company. I thought he was going to be a bigger deal than he was based off Alex of his. Riley? Yes. Based off of his. Look. I don't know why that came to me. That's I weird. do not know why. That is. I weird. knew it was someone like that. Okay. <laughs> I would know this one. All right. That's classic. Uh, that's Kofi's. That's Kofi correct. Sense. Indeed. Um, that one's like, it was, it's kind of, there's a caveat there because he used it before the 2010s, but he also used it in the 2010s. So it's like, depends on. They have it as his first theme. It is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This is this person's fourth theme, Jamaica. apparently. You know this one, obviously. It's the right one. Yeah. Who's that? Bautista. That is correct. I yeah, put... I know he had like his first theme or the theme he had before this was like similar but different. I didn't. I don't. I'd be surprised if this was fourth theme. Maybe they're counting like Deacon Batista and Leviathan or something. I don't know. Deacon Batista. Yeah. <laughs> There's right. your deep pull for the day. One of my favorites. We'll see which version this is though when the beat drops. Good one. Oh, that is a banger. That theme's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Mojo. That is some. I wish you could keep that theme if it was possible. It's a great. Well, and the way he walks theme, into it too. And so he's good. Has, like it's got the taunt too. Yeah. The original theme was like it had the same intro, but then it would go completely. Like that one's the good one. That, that one's, one's awesome. awesome. All right, let's see if you that you've doing crushing it so far. Well, there's an ad. I know that'll, that one. That'll take out in post. No one will ever know it was even there, as we hopefully wait for it here, to finish up. Okay, so fraud. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. <laughs> classic. Oh, it doesn't have the intro cut. I would know that one, too. Yeah, Carmella. Carmella that is one's, correct. That one's a good theme. Her theme sucks now. That one's, that one's a classic, though. I this one I don't remember, so we'll see what it sounds like. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Come on. I know that one. Just, you gotta wait till it's like... Let's see. Got the lyrics too. You're soft, you're slop. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? You remember that now? Yeah. Enzo and Cass. Of course. Well, Enzo used it too, but like. It's too bad, man. We love because Enzo Cass. He, uh, he was pretty good on the mic, but just didn't work out. They had for a nice him. new age laws kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Let's see what's happening next. That's 2010. Wait. Who is that? It's Cactus Jack. Right. So what, I don't know how that applies. Maybe it's like a newer theme. I don't know. But like, I only he around in the 2010s for a bit? Cactus Jack? Yeah. I don't think Like so. even as like, you know, like Maybe. for a couple weeks Maybe or whatever. Maybe it's like a revised theme. Like that's not the theme he actually used. Because I know it's Cactus. Like, you know how they put, you know, on the network, how they take out music and like. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things. I don't know. But I, I do know that one at least. Uh, Let's see if you know this one. 
This air is too good for you. It's in your wheelhouse. Although I would get that too. Well, Who's you could that? just pick more obscure ones. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Who's that one? Or you got to like carry one. Sammy Zayn. That one's a classic too. Yeah, that's easy. He has, that, one, that one's a good one. Though. It's. You know already? I thought this would be a hard one. We are the old men in the sky. All right. Who's that? Uh, Good Brothers. My favorite, yeah. right? That one's awesome. Yeah. That one's pretty good. It's, it's pretty okay. Good. It's okay. It's better than the band. The tame is. You know that one. I love one. Ty Dillinger. That was a good theme, too. Ty Dillinger? I love Ty Dillinger. He is. We love Ty Dillinger. He, he definitely had his time, right? Hey, if the North American title was around back then, Ty Dillinger, baby. Be perfect. He's North American, so. I would not know this one. I would. That is? Page. Yeah, very Sorry, good. Yeah. Uh, that one's, that one's all right. Oh, here's a little more obscure, I feel okay. like. I'm hoping. Yeah, challenge me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not that. People that's a challenge. People do come to Canada. They Technically, that's true. Yeah. I don't know what the... It's a commercial. We're just going to talk okay. right through it with interesting yeah, yeah. conversation. Oh, I am. But here interesting you go. Interesting conversation is my middle name. It's done. Oh, he knows but doesn't know. Who is I heard it? This. I know this one. Take your time because I'll find another difficult one. What? The... Mm. Well, mm, I know it though. No longer with WWE. <laughs> no shit. Awesome in ring. Like Bit of a jerkus, apparently. Aries? Yep. I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I know it from that yeah. is kind of sad. But uh, Nexus. Wait. Is this Nexus? It right? is Nexus. Okay. okay. So I got I got scared for a second because I it was either the Nexus or the Core. Right. Uh, AKA the Nexus 2. I feel this one's obscure, but okay. you might not. As you tend to know. You gotta let it play for a little. Now I know. Yep. What not, an all As soon as it's not like most girls. <laughs> Nia Jax. Correct. I don't know why they keep that thing. That's an, definitely an all timer, and I, there's no sarcasm here. Okay, here's a stumper. Okay, I feel like. Okay. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I believe. Not a stumper? I would not get that TJP. one. Wow. Sure. Why? Like, <laughs> 2K. Is it the video gaming part Partially, of it? Partially, but also, I remember TJP. Yes, of course you do. He, had the, he dabbed. <laughs> he did dab. <laughs> he, he was dabbing in 2016. He was. Yeah. Absolutely. Here you go. Good luck. Okay. You've done this one before. Oh, I have. Did you get it? Not, I, last time I didn't. I knew it. I, so? It was one of the ones where I heard it. It's a rapid delivery Pete. It's, right? it, it is rapid delivery Pete. Uh, Rich Swan. Rich it Swan. Is. That's Rich a good Swan. one, though. I, no, because the first time it was one of the ones like, um, 
Aries or outside where it's like I've I know I've heard it, but like I don't remember. So the first time you did stump me with that one, yeah. Yeah, right. That's Let's your memory see. slipping, pal. I'll try and find a couple more that okay. are gonna be a challenge for you. Let's see about this one. I would actually get this one. I think you said that. Who's that? It's especially the intro bit than that one that's memorable to me. And it is? Uh Emma. Correct. That one's good. Get some dash woogies in here. Dash woogie. And that yeah, she particularly memorable intro. Though. Is she just still like, around somewhere? I think no? she probably. I think her and Madcap Moss got released in the last cuts. Oh, that's she's right. returned and then she didn't really do anything. She's decent. Yeah, I liked I'm kind of her impact stuff. They didn't keep her. All right. She could go back. So generic, really. We told like wait. Right. There's yeah. So that is Charlotte. Oh, definitely. They change hers though, and it's not as good. That one's better, actually. Surprisingly. Once they hit the flare stuff, you know it's her, but. You know that one? It's weird. I knew it right away, and then I went and see it. I was like, wait, wait, who is it again? And then I was like, yeah, so it's a, that's Alexa Bliss. Before yeah. she went all. Weird. It is. Alexa that's, Bliss. That's, that's a solid one, though. That's, a solid that's one. almost. <laughs> yeah. Drink it in. Who's that one? Uh, Barrett. Wait, Barrett. I I would know it from like the thumps, but that specific intro I remember from two K fourteen. Right. Like that that weird intro, but you nailed one, it. That one's good. I think maybe the last one. We'll see. You keep going. I don't care. Man. My boy. Neville. Neville's correct. Okay. Neville. Get this one. Just keep trying. Right, okay. <laughs> to stump you for yeah. one. Oh. I got, I got oh, he looks confused, ladies and gentlemen. We may have gotten him, and that's when we're stopping. No? I don't know if I've ever heard of this. I can give you a bit of a hint, I guess. A masked person. Sinkara. Which one? I don't know, the first one. Sinkara Negro, which was Hunico, uh. apparently. All right, I'll give you one more because you might know it. And it's got a recent tie-in. I would not I'm know disappointed this. I know this one. <laughs> All right, who's oh, that? I hate this for the one. win. I hate it. Uh, Eric Rowan. Correct, and I I ended with him because he's at the GCW show this past Saturday. Oh, he was, he was actually there. I thought you were joking because there's that you know the survivalist guy, and he looks like Eric. No, Rowan. I think he was there because he's signing merchandise that they're raffling off later for charity or whatever as well. No, so. that theme sucks. But anyways, you did very well, and I only have minimal commercials to go edit out of that one, so that wasn't too bad. No, you um, edit out the commercials. I do. I, t I drop down the volume so nobody gets any free ads on our show. Um, but anyways, we'll head back into looking at the world of wrestling action from this week, and that is where we kind of cherry pick and whatever the opposite of cherry pick is. Um, poo pick? Or like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, Well, it's either that or you could go the opposite of cherry... <laughs> Which I guess is poo. What is it? Or <laughs> What's the opposite of cherry? The opposite of picking. What's the opposite of picking, though? 
And this is what we had to figure out. We should have thought of this before because I don't know. But anyways, we call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so you did not really find anything exciting on Raw. There was obviously the Punk promo that Which I still haven't I heard seen. It was, but like, it was short and not amazing. I didn't check it out. I think I saw like a few seconds of it on a clip somewhere, but I don't know, nothing I really care about. He doesn't get a ton Rainbow of oxygen from us. If you don't. Yeah, so I did watch NXT as I always do. I think you saw little bits and parts of it. I know so I saw something. I just don't remember what it was. I like the opening tag match. We got the family retaining against the Carrillo and Garza. I don't think they have a team name, actually, at this point. But it was a 13-minute match. I thought... They could be the Mexican Wolves instead of the um, American Wolves because they got the same... And then you were wondering if Zoe Stark was part of their faction because she had it on her face at Survivor Series, right? Could have been. So Tony and Stax are still furious at being attacked by Carrillo and Garza last week. I think it was in the parking lot. So they attack the heels as they're making their entrance. And then I thought overall there was a really good pace to this. We got tandem offense from each person uh, or from each team. Appropriate cheating shortcuts by the heels. And I was telling you as we were watching it, like Garza continues to impress me. He looks really aggressive and vicious as a heel. He's doing a really good job. The family won this with their lame finisher. What is the bada bing bada boom, which is really nothing of note. And then they hit the finisher. Tony throws stacks over the ropes onto Carrillo on the floor so that Tony can then pin Garza without anyone breaking up the pinfall. And your babyface mobster tag team win. I thought this was a fun, fast match. Um, I think Stax is really good. I might, I actually prefer him to Tony D'Angelo. So even though he's the lackey and Tony D is the boss. Underboss. I, I think Stax, oh, that's true, technically. And I have already seen rumors of um, Garza and Carrillo going back to main roster to align with Escobar, which would be cool, but I'm kind of enjoying them in, like, I still don't really think they have any character other than, like, not really. they dreamt about their grandpa and now they have tattoos on their chest and that's it, but it's they're cool more in like the a ring. It's serious directive now. Yeah. They're, it's not in, like, a character change, really. Not at all. There's just kind of, and they don't really talk or anything, right? So they're just kind of there, but they're I good in the ring. argue, and I feel like I'm right, Garza has had much more character in the past. He has. Because his whole Lothario thing. Yeah. Before they teamed, like when he, even in his first NXT run, he had he did far that. more character. I really the pants liked that off. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Then we have some wrestlers backstage talking about Corbin's promo last week that I like. Remember, he was like, Dragonov sacrificed everything and never sees his family, and I'm rich and live in a house with cars and blah, blah, blah. So it's a few wrestlers watching that, and Axiom and Fraser start talking about it, and Fraser's basically like, yeah, I think Corbin might be right. Like, if you really look at it, I would rather have Corbin's life than Dragonov. And Dragonov comes up and is like furious already, right? So, um, obviously, this is going to lead to a match between Dragonov and Fraser later in the show. And I like this. Like, Dragonov, always super intense, right? Doesn't care if you're a heel or a face. You don't weigh in on his life decisions or his family, or he's going to like get in your face and fight you, basically. And it kind of creates a match that I think could be quite interesting for this show jerry lawler is the old man that gets to choose the iron survivor challenge qualifying matches this week was he the one that picked no did he pick josh briggs or is that no that, that was, was that was um was that mick foley i want to say yeah it was him or jbl so, oh yeah it could have been 
So this time, I think he, it was JBL. He clearly forgets Kalani Jordan's name, and they like dub it in afterwards, Mrs. and you can hear, Hayes. you can sort of hear it, right? So his choices are Braun Breaker and Eddie Thorpe, and Kalani Jordan taking on Kiana James, and we get both of those matches tonight. Uh, and then throughout the show, you get a vignette each for Gargano, Reed, and Grimes, um, just sort of reminding us of their North American title runs and anything else they want to say. All really good little segments, nothing I'm going to go over. They were sort of scattered throughout the, sh- uh, the show ahead of the main event where they all take on Wesley for a shot at the North American title. It's not even specified if they even get a shot. It's just if Wesley wins, he gets Wesley a shot. Wesley gets a shot, they not sure even, if anyone else does. Yeah, they never even said that anyone else will get a shot. Right. So Lexus, and I have in my notes, not Alexis Booker, because Booker refers to him as Alexis several times, which that's is the reference, which but is not, kind that's of a, funny. That's not Correct. His name, yeah. So um Lexus King walks up to Briggs and Jensen backstage and basically tells Briggs that the only reason he beat Mello last week was because of King's sort of distraction and involvement. King then sort of turns his attention to Jensen and points out that nobody was choosing him for any qualifying matches. So Briggs, you know, is kind of trying to defend Jensen and it basically uh, volunteers Jensen to face Lexus King on this show. So we're booking matches on the fly on this show. They're sort of being booked as the show is happening. 2.0 style. You'll be happy to know Nikita Lyons is kicking heavy bags all over the place. Yeah, so I did see that she was back in the crowd. And then, yeah, she was in the crowd watching as well. Then we get Kalani Jordan and Kiana James in that Iron Survivor qualifier match. It was just okay. Uh, Kalani Jordan wins and moves on to qualify. Basically, you had Kiana James hit her 401k, which is kind of that float over flatliner that I actually think looks cool. I don't. I feel. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember what it looks. She just like sort of like something. floats around you and then hits it suddenly. It looks good. Uh, but Roxanne Perez, who is sort of doing this like she's now unhinged and obsessed with Kiana James, she starts ringing, the, clanging the ring bell that distracts James, and then Jordan hits a kick to the head and her split legged moonsault to win after 10 minutes kind of spoiled it because they were trying not to show Perez there but the crowd started chanting Roxy especially one guy in the crowd I could see so you kind of knew she was there I will say Kalani Jordan seems to have connected with the crowd and has some potential as a baby face I think the match was fine no glaring errors um the finish furthers the the Kiana James I just saw a rampage clip of Anna Jane Saray hitting a horrible combo on Stylander Jesus just not good not good uh, Alpha Academy are backstage. Gable challenge ends up challenging Metaphor to a six-person mixed tag team match. Probably because him, Otis, and Maxine Dupree. No, mm-hmm. That's how I guess. I believe so. So Metaphor in a segment later accept it with nothing super uh, interesting out of that. But I'd that match will happen. Jakara doesn't wrestle. I don't think so. Then NXT Anonymous. We get a video showing Lexus King. So Trick Williams is like about to head into whatever area he was attacked in and Lexus King is sort of hiding behind some equipment and follows Trick into the room. So it actually leads me to believe it wasn't King because we don't see King actually attack Trick. You just see him follow him in. So it feels like... And and the other thing is like, how many weeks did it take for them to realize that they had this footage and why did it take the anonymous anonymous person to leak it? Wouldn't NXT officials think to consult their own security camera footage, yeah, right? Yeah, when so, they want to get on that real fast. Right, so it's kind of Maybe, maybe weird. Ollie's still here, and he's just, he's hacking. He's not a politician anymore. Or it's scripts. Okay. Because <laughs> right. what, it's been almost a month now, and they're just like, hey, we got security footage of this now. Took us this long to yeah. find the VHS tape that's 
shoved in the back somewhere. So anyways, obviously, now the push on this show is people going, oh, it looks like it was Lexus King, so it wasn't Mello, which leads me to believe it probably was Mello, but we'll see. Chase you, we get our answer. We find out what the scandal is that everybody else seems to know enough about to like boycott the school or whatever. And all it is, it's a press conference and Chase has gambling debts and the university as at risk. So I've generally enjoyed the mid-card sort of goofy storylines with Chase U, but I, this one's not working for me. It's, I did find it it was funny. It was the callback because and he looks at did him. gamble. That's like the, that was his remember the two point yes. thing and you hated it. And that was the only funny part when he says gambling. He actually kind of turns his head and looks at Duke Hudson. So that like as like I had this interesting thought in my head. I thought it was funny that they mentioned that they're in loads of debt the same day that Grimes happens to show up. Ooh. I'm not, I'm not them. saying this anything, but just a worth noting. He could take over and run the university like redneck style. Might that be would be kind of funny. funny, yeah. And it'd also be interesting because he had a feud with Duke Hudson when he was gambling. Remember, yeah. that's when he got shaved yeah. and crap. Oh, right. Look, so yeah, this, look at me remembering this. This is a bit of a miss for me. I don't, like, it's out of nowhere, and I don't know how this is at all consistent with anything Chase has done. But anyways, Braun Breaker beat Eddie Thorpe in their Iron Survivor Challenge qualifying match. Again, just okay. Thorpe had taped up ribs from something. I didn't can't. He faced one of the. I think it didn't even face Dempsey last week or something. Oh, and then he got beat up afterwards. I believe that's correct. I think that's what it was. And I think this was the match where Breaker had him in what they called a torture rack, but it was like the worst torture rack ever because Eddie Thorpe's on his side and not really on his back at all. It looked almost. Rack. It looked almost comfortable, like he's just kind of hanging <laughs> out up there. Uh, Breaker ends up winning with a spear to the damage midsection. Pretty quick match. Thorpe's just a guy to me. Like, I'm not sure what they need to do with him, but to, to do with him, but they need to do something with him to like freshen him up or change him or give him something. But anyways, Dragunov did face um, Fraser in a pretty fun six-minute match. Two H-bombs that looked good, like he hit one and then decided not to pin him and hit another one. I would love a longer match between these two. But I get it. The story, as told, doesn't need more than this. Like, Dragunov's a dominant champion. Fraser's like a mid-card kind of dude who said things he shouldn't have said. So he faced his comeuppance pretty quickly here. I I feel like I'm seeing flickers of heel Nathan Fraser coming. That'd be weird. It would be weird, but he also, like Eddie Thorpe, needs something. Yeah, it's, it's worth a shot. He at least has more potential because I think he's pretty awesome in the ring, whereas Thorpe, I'm kind of mediocre tepid on his, his in-ring work. standing elbow drop, so I have no time for him. Right. Um, Corbin, <laughs> I thought this was funny. After the match, Corbin appears on the Tron and basically says something like, I thought I'd communicate with you the same way your family does on a screen, which I thought was pretty funny. And then another really, brutal. another really good promo where basically, and it might be the exact line, but it's something like, the title is the only thing that Dragunov has, and it's the only thing that Corbin is missing, which I thought was like Corbin's That's not nice. I like that. Corbin's not winning, but I think he's doing a really good job of like because Dragunov can now show up like ready to kill this guy, right? Because Corbin's just keeps going at his family and yeah. making fun of the fact that he lives across the world from his family and stuff. So I thought it was cool. Which is that a weird choice, but then we get go, is doing that. Go, go from good to cheesy. It's a, a Carmen Petrovich vignette, and it's like her identity is third degree black belt. Here's her with swords. Here's she her honestly kicking. sounds like Ty Conti with a sword. It was it was kind of it is kind of like that actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm and 
I'm not impressed so far. We'll get to that in a little bit. So Gacy, did you see where he's cutting promos from now? Because it's him in weird locations. Uh-huh. He's under the ring as a match is like happening above him. Okay. He says a bunch of stuff, including something about he may know who his enemy is. Um, he's not saying a ton of substance, but it's like a promo on the roof of the building, a promo underneath the ring. I don't know. Sure. Fine. Ariana Grace beat Carmen Petrovich in a basic. They gave these two nine minutes, which doesn't seem necessary to me. That's more than Escobar and Dragon Lee. Right. Very good point. So Petrovich um, is in control. Grace does one of those spots in the corner where the ref gets pulled in between and she sort of leans over top and eye gouges. And then do you know what Ariana Grace's finisher is? I feel like I do, but I don't remember. (laughs) It's the Wasteland. Oh, the Wade Slam? The Wade Slam, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes me back. I forget what podcast was, that was. I think, wasn't it John and Way? I think it was Smart Wrestling Fan, maybe, oh. where somebody called it the Wade Slam. The Wade Slam <laughs> it's it was funny because that makes finisher. perfect sense. So this is the match where Gacy comes out from under the ring and he steals the ring bell and runs away. And the stupidest thing. Who steals a ring bell? But even dumber than that is Vic Joseph goes something like, the poor timekeeper could lose his job for this. <laughs> in what universe because because he's sitting there minding his own business and, and some someone weird guy comes from under the ring steals the bell and runs away you're gonna get fired because you can't ring the bell like just so stupid. who steals a ring bell so stupid it was funny though um so yeah this was two inexperienced wrestlers given nine minutes so it's kind of what you would expect i don't find petrovic uh believable it's kind of like I've said it before. Maybe she could kill everyone in real life, but when it comes to like, well, yeah, because she's a sword. It comes to fakening up her martial arts. I'm not buying it so right, far. Right, because that's that's a tricky part. And Grace's character work is good, and I don't. I think she's okay in the ring, but good character she's got going. Lexus King ended up defeating Jensen in that match in eight minutes. Uh, again, as long as Dragon Lee and Escobar. Um, so Carmelo Hayes was in a little segment before saying that he had to go handle some business. So he storms out to the ring, making a big display of wanting to challenge Lexus King. So Josh Briggs kind of gets a hold of uh, Carmelo to stop him from getting in the ring. I think it was like distraction for Jensen. King hits the coronation, which is that twisting, I don't know. He, I saw that he didn't do it draping, which I thought helped at least. I just, I continue to be unimpressed with him. He... I thought his selling was pretty good in this, and that's really the only thing I noticed. The rest of him is pretty boring, kind of like Thorpe. His in-ring stuff is just kind of there, and it's not really interesting me. I actually thought Jensen looked better in this match than Lexus King. That's not good. Maybe Jensen's getting better. Um, Finally, I thought the main event for this, this is one of those matches I thought was better than everything on Survivor Series. So that was Wesley, Gargano, Grimes, and Bronson Reed in a four-way for the a shot, I think, at the North American title, <laughs> at least for Wesley. <laughs> it's a shot for one person, which is, again, questionable. Really hot crowd for this. Reed was playing an absolute monster and did a great job in this. The other three guys are considerably smaller than him, right? Especially Gargano. He hit um, a crazy-looking Death Valley driver to Wesley. He hit a follow-away slam to all three of them at the same time. It was a little cheesy because the third one, I think it was Lee, had to basically like climb onto him from the ropes. But I've never seen one spot, I think, where he kind of got a little cool. blowed or something. He did. Um, so it's kind of like everyone tries to work together against Reed at the beginning. And then as the match goes on, it's kind of like everybody takes a shot separately. 
Reed then is out for a while, and all the three smaller guys kind of get, they put on a show, a lot of good action there. Then Reed comes back and dominates again. You get Ivar running down from main roster all the way from main roster. He's, yeah, because he's feuding for, with Reed. Right, so he's basically, and that was cool because it looks like Reed is just going to kill everybody, and then Ivar sort of comes, and they're brawling to take him out of the match a little bit. We get Grimes hits a really nice cave-in to Gargano, but Lee hits an immediate cardiac kick to Grimes and ends up pinning Grimes to win here. I thought Reed came out of this looking amazing. Everybody got their stuff in and looked pretty impressive in this. Um, however, I would have to say that it shines a bit of a harsh light on some of the other things on NXT every week, right? This is like four talented experienced people given a bunch of time to have a really cool match and then it's like we also get these iron survivor qualifying match like mm -hmm. everything else it's sort of like this is what wrestling's supposed to look like right it kind of um hurts some things in direct comparison but really good main event i quite liked it and then the show ends with perez and kiana james continuing to brawl in the parking lot as um, security try to pull them apart and I think there was supposed to be a spine buster by Kiana James onto the hood of a car, but it, it did not end up looking very impactful. Um, impact again, we talked about it's whatever that was. So what did we see? We saw there seemed to be like this delivery sort of gimmicks galore because what was it? Rich Swan was a pizza delivery guy. I don't know yeah, if you saw it, but jo delivery, Pete. Jody Threat was a mail carrier. I saw a bit of her because she had the interaction with Swan. And then whoever the guy was that came out with who was the reporter and then somebody was carrying was newspapers Saban and, and I, whoever the guy was there so another and yeah see so I don't know it was just it's just so hokey and cheesy and maybe it's fun I don't know but I really didn't want to get maybe into it. Maybe it's fun. So I didn't watch it. Um, I did watch a little ROH I can tell you that there's no reason to watch this show as far as I can tell. And I know I like wrestling, Other than but Athena, but she's not. There's no stories of substance. I was telling you, I could barely remember. Oh, it's Billy Starks and Lexi Nair is now like a character and not yeah. just a a commentator. But it's just like feels like random match, random match, random match. There's not a lot of storyline. It's like you're getting um, what was the title match we were watching? Kingston against Big Shotty. Oh, it's a no. It's like their version of an Eliminator. It's oh, right. called a uh, Proving Ground. So just, uh, and then I also watched a little bit of NWA, fell asleep really quickly, because I was watching it Shocker. late at night. And Okay, but like, I'd be, it'd be hard not to fall asleep. I think NWA. I was watching Mims take on somebody. Anyways, and then I also tried to check out MLW, where um, Alexander Hammerstone is back, because remember, there's all this speculation he's yeah, been off TV. Yeah, did he have issues with them or something? Well, he did, and it looks like he's back now as part of like, a really big faction that I don't even remember who is everybody it the world was in. Titan it. thingy could be. I'm they not have, sure who was in it. There's some weird like federation. In it was a there. lot of people in it. I don't know. I don't follow them. So I fell asleep pretty quickly on that one too. So I don't know. It was a. It was not a banner week for me watching other stuff. I didn't get very far before falling asleep. And then SmackDown just kind of happened as we were coming down here, so we uh, don't have just, any thoughts yeah, on that. Yeah, it was just Randy Orton signed to SmackDown so he can fight the bloodline. And go to and Raw I, whenever he wants. I guess. and <laughs> Probably, because brand split. I was brand split. saying to you now, you thought Jay and Roman was boring. We'll get ready for Randy and Roman at the Rumble. Right. So Amazing. Yay. And I guess that'll bring us to our final segment. You've got a little bit of an update from the world of wrestling figures and such this week. So we like to call that Figuring It Out with Jack. 
All right. Tell me about it. What do you got? Anything um, cool? Anything cool? Hogan. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> there's new Monday Night Wars elites. They actually got product images of them. Uh, there's Nitro debut Scott Hall from that. Right. There's post heel turn Hulk Hogan, like right after, right after the whole third man thing. Mm-hmm. Like so, he's like got black, but he's not like full Hollywood yet. So that one's kind of interesting, I guess. Nope. Nothing about him is interesting. Sorry, disagree. Agree to disagree. Well, it's kind of neat. Nope. It's kind. It's got Can't that be. new torso and whatever. That looks more but like. But that torso running. is attached to Hulk Hogan's head. <laughs> that it is. So no. There's also a mid '90s Undertaker, which it's hard to get like a better image of it, but like, it looks really good. The Taker is really good. It's like '97 Taker yep. or something. It looks really good. And then there's Austin. Um, the main draw is Hogan. Obviously, I'll I'll get the Hogan. Um, you will build, not. The build a figure is Nitro Davy Luger, which is cool. They're starting to do build a figures that are like actual things instead of like because most. Wait, of the time, is that Nitro Davy Luger when he was on, back from WWE and on the same night or whatever yeah, that it was? One. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're doing like actual build figures now, where it's like not just the suited torso and whatever. Like, yeah, because they did British Bulldog ninety nine Bulldog Jeans Bulldog. Um, they did virtual. Um, so then they showed renders for series three of the Monday Night Wars, I think, because they got yeah. they got both guys of Harlem Heat. There's blue, there's a black one, and there's blue. And you want to guess who the Build-A-Figure is? So I think it's, like, Monday Night Wars era. Like, pick someone, like, not huge from there, but just someone, like, he was around a lot. Um, I, I think he was around a bit. I don't know. You would never guess. I will never guess. It's uh, the Disciple. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought he was an actual figure in the line. I thought he was a Build-A-Figure. I'm like, what? Hulk Hogan was like, if you want to do a millionth figure of me, you got to do my buddy, brother. Yeah. One of Ed Leslie's mini gimmicks. I mean, they they they've put out a Zodiac figure somehow. So yeah, now we just need the Booty Man. Yes, that would be bold. That would be bold. Um, then we got Monday Night Wars Ultimate Brett. I don't know when this is specifically from, but it's a pretty basic looking Brett. Like it looks good, it just looks basic. I don't it know. does. The heads look really weird. Like they cannot nail a Brett scan, but they look. Like, this looks really good with the sunglasses on. It does. But then the, you take it off, and it's just like, if you look at that yelling, the head scan especially, it just looks strange. Uh, then there's Roddy Piper from, I want to say WCW, just based on the haircut and the shirts. Mm-hmm. Looks like WCW Piper. I don't know. That's pretty basic look. And then they showed Coliseum Collection. And there's new basics. There's Cena, Cody from, I think, maybe the Rumble Mr. T from WCW. So, like, ref Mr. T for some Ooh. reason. Ashanti Adonis. Um, those are okay. Then there's... He's still got a job, eh? Mm-hmm. So huh. there's B-Fab, who's in the other series. Well, because she's... Series 144. Kurt Angle. There's Carrying Cross with hair, which he, he just looks bad. I just think the head looks big and flat. Just the, the torso look doesn't look good either. <laughs> His head does look flat. <laughs> it just looks bad. Then there's Warrior and Rey Mysterio. The Chase Warrior has no tassels on the boost. I think that's so cursed for some reason. Like it just compared to like that right. looks normal. Yes. And then because I remember I yeah. saw it, and I was just like, something looks weird about that. And then I it hit me. I was just like, what the hell? He's missing. It doesn't make sense to me. Then they got these three basics. They're champions basics. They're Reigns, Rock, and Lesnar. They've all got like belts that are like good. There's Roman with the universal title, the blue universal title with the Roman side plates. Brock has the W title with the side plates. And then the Rock has the Brahma Bull title, which is only in Elite 100. So that's actually worth getting would you call it the blue universal title i just said that oh, i thought you said blue universal i corrected myself oh uh then we have new two packs there's michaels and bulldog from i was hoping it'd be the one night only ones where um 
Shawn Michaels decided to win the European title from the British Bulldog <laughs> in to. the UK, even right. though he dedicated the win to his cancer sister. <laughs> right. Um, but it is not. Cause it's got the winged eagle belt. Then there's Lashley and Lesnar from the Rumble, and Lashley's in the white, so that's nice. And Basics got the new articulation, so that's good. And then there's Ronda and Liv from I think Extreme Rules, which we love that match dearly. Um, then Elite 107. Now I can switch over to Ringside because they got better images. Just they don't cover everything. I think one's like a store exclusive since it doesn't apply to them. Mm-hmm. They don't post it. But um, okay, let's see. Okay. Um, Elite 107, what are we dealing with? There's Solo Sokoa from War Games in the All Red. They've made him chunkier this time because he's not super skinny. Weird. But this is this is better, trust Yeah. Because they made him way too slim last time. It was weird. Um, there's Old Man Taker from Raw 30, I think. I guess. Because uh, <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. I guess, like, that's, I uh, sure. His last interaction with Bray Wyatt, I guess. Um, Alpha Academy Otis with two different hairstyles. Um, there's the slick back, and then there's the that one. Right. So that's cool because we're getting interchangeable hair now. Um, as we need more NXT people, we got Cora Jade. Yeah, we do. I guess. Um, Judgment Day Finn Valerie's got the flat mask from that one time he did that, and then he's got the spiky mask too, which we love so much. Oh yeah. When we just wore the plain one. Strange. They also for Judgment Day Finn Balor. I feel like they picked the plainest tights they could have possibly picked, or the plainest pants, because it's literally just got purple on the crotch area. The crotchal region? Crotchal region. Uh, and then there's... <laughs> Shout out to Goldberg's. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a while. Beverly. It fell off, so I just kind of got sick of it. It did. Uh, got Grayson Waller in a nice white and pink uh, for the standard one. And then there's a black one for the chase. No golden chewy, though. No golden no chewy. Golden Is chewy. he still doing stuff main roster? Yeah, he's team with Theory, though, so he can't be doing much. Oh, right. I Burn. Yeah. Uh, then we got Roman Reigns, which is really questionable because I showed you and even you noticed. They have the blue universal faceplate on a WWE title strap. So looks it's like, dumb. It looks horrible. I don't like it. They fixed the torso. They gave him, like, the Hogan ultimate torso. Um, So he has no belly button, which bothers me because they did that for Randy Orton, too. I'm like, where's his belly button at, though? You know? Yep. Um, and he's got it's the red boot Roman, so it looks a little derpy. And then he's got a smiling man bun head skin with the goatee from like 2018, so also not accurate. Then there's this Oscar, which is probably one of the best things they've ever done. Cause I have seen it; it looks awesome. That robe is crazy. I saw that somewhere else, as it's like going to be a super collectible one. It looks amazing. It's crazy. The the head skins with the face paint look amazing. The mask looks crazy, but like they've got this insane. So I think it's like one of the on nicest figures ever, or something. It's insane how nice that is yeah i would actually consider getting that in i don't really get the women's figures anymore but like that it's crazy how good that one is yeah yeah um then there's top picks which there's seamus re-release from 97 which he's got the the, the big brown coat and he's got the orbital mask right um back when he did that cody Rhodes and red tights which i think aw also did this gear i don't know when it's from but he's got smiling against scan that's one that one's good and then regrettably a really nice looking logan paul figure uh it's the Yellow oh yeah, you showed me that one. From it's nice. The Rollins match. It's got like a cloth vest, which looks vibrant. Really nice, but just the yellow and blue, it's really nice. I think I have to get that because if if I was gonna get one, that was definitely be the one I would get. Um, Crazy to say. It's it is very nice though. Yeah. Nice. And that is everything. That's probably. it. Well, it's approaching twelve thirty a.m. here. That is better than I was expecting though. 
And we are done, episode 175. I don't think there's any PLEs we're watching or pay-per-views this weekend, right? Nothing? No, we just came off the back of a second one, so I think we're okay for a little bit. So we'll be back next Saturday for episode 176. I've got an idea for, I was telling you, a bit of content. I don't know when we'll get to it, so I won't say anything about it, because we get busy and don't do stuff sometimes, so... Sometimes. But we don't ever miss our flagship shows on Saturdays, so we'll be back next week with episode 176. Come on, Brack, bring some other people with you. Contact us if you'd like, fnswrestling at gmail.com, fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on Instagram. Leave a comment on YouTube if that's where you watch us. And we look forward to being back with you next week. And until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>